This week on The Rundown, 300 episodes. What am I doing with my life? Guys, I have some theme song. Did you say theme song? Yes. Okay. 300th episode. It's episode 300 of the Rundown. My name is Adam. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, June the 27th, 2017. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Wait, that was bad news? That it's 300? 300 episodes. Who's that's, whose voice is that? I don't know. Jason's here. Uh, you just glossed the fuck over me to get to the good stuff, I guess. All right, cool. Yeah, I'm here for the 300th episode, as I've been here for like the 100 and some odd previous episodes, but whatevs. Let's get to the people you care about, Adam. Go ahead. Well, that doesn't help me introduce Sal at all. <laughs> That's not Taz's theme song. Fuck Taz. Taz is Fun What's fact. What's going on, uh, Adam? Episode 300. Whoever thought you would have made it this far? Mm, I'm going to give you a fun I? fact. Did you know that theme song was originally used for a team in the XFL? Who's that voice? Oh, sorry. I have sorry. no idea. <laughs> Could it be? Rarer than Halley's Comet, a blue moon, and a solar eclipse put together. The mammal, the myth. The legend. It's Raccoon Reigns! And it's good to be back, folks. Oh! Play the theme song, pal, goddamn. Yeah, well, hey, it's my relative, so it makes sense. <laughs> I'm actually disappointed you never played the clip from, uh, was it Raw Talk or whatever that show is, where Roman Reigns specifically admitted to having raccoons in his trash can? I mean, come on. <laughs> Splice that in during this episode. I didn't think it was noon. It was news. We've known that forever. That's true. That's true. Good point. But it's good uh, to be back. It's, it's good to have you back. Thank you. So now that you Troy have will... uh, met all the players involved in tonight's episode, for the time being, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, let me encourage you to slide over to the right-hand side of your screen. You'll see a box that says live chat. we got a couple of messages in there already. Uh, what's... What's up to Kenny? Kenny Lockhart in there. And my wife has joined us as well. My wife would like to know, Adam, do you have a Woody because it's number 300? <laughs> There's a reason the camera only goes down this far. There you go. Uh, and if you're interested in joining the discussion, uh, congratulating us on 300 episodes or anything else you'd like to share from the week that was in professional wrestling, slide over to the right-hand side, pop out that chat, type in some messages, take off your pants, grab the oil, do whatever you got to do, because it's 300, bitches. This is Rundown. Yeah. Sorry, that was terrible. Uh <laughs> Yes, hope there may be a, a at least one additional face that may appear a little later. The bog, Don't know for sure. The bog dog, but, but we'll tease that now, just in case it happens. Oh, we don't have a we don't have a pay per view to predict this week. I barely know what to do with myself. 
so get used to it. This is good, good, good show prep for the 300th episode. Should it? So should, should we begin with the voicemails? Do we want to get into the... Yeah, let's, let, tele- let's listen to the voicemails. I don't know. Hold on. Okay. Sal, did you leave any voicemails that spoil the topics we're going to discuss the rest of the show like <laughs> last week? Me? No. Okay, cool. All. all right. Then uh, let's, let's do the voicemails. Well, okay. Ready? Okay. How many, how many do we have? I think it's of four. Course. I think I've got four here. Four, wow. Hit play. Play it! Hit play. Hello, Adam, Jason, Sal, Raccoon, oh. some configuration of those people. Good call. I am not there. Which is sad, because Ooh. we reached 300 episodes, of which I was probably a good, maybe a third, a fourth, of those episodes included me. And, um, of course, this happened to line up on the first week of my hiatus, while I anxiously await a new member of the family. So, of course, because yet, it's 300 episodes, I wanted to make sure that I didn't miss the opportunity to call in and address every single person who's ever downloaded at least one episode of The Rundown and tell them they should go to audibletrial.com slash rundown for a free audiobook and a 30-day membership, or a a free 30-day membership, I believe, to Audible. And you could pick up such great books like Justin Roberts' book, Mm -hmm. JBL Was Probably In My Asshole More (laughs) Times Than I Can Count, or check out A.J. Lee's book, I Left My Dream Job, to be in a same-sex relationship with a quitter. <laughs> Go to audible.com or audibletrial.com slash rundown for rheumatoid arthritis now. Thank you. Company man. Does that right. mean you don't have to add that plug at the end of the show now? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Troy, but somehow... That was a good bit. By the way, why don't we do one of those Audible things? Oh, God. His wife is, is giving birth right now. Did you know that? Yeah, as we speak. He's going to name the kid Rundown. Goddamn Marks. It's me. It's me. It's Tommy Montesanti. And I'm calling you this week to congratulate the Rundown Wrestling Podcast on 300 episodes. 300 episodes, most of them on YouTube. A hell of an accomplishment. So congratulations to all of the hosts, all of the voicemail callers, and all of the special guests the rundown has ever had. Here's to another 300, although I seriously think Adam's going to do about 303 and then say, fuck this shit, and mail it in. One quick thing I want to say about wrestling, fuck LeVar Ball. Have a good show. Yeah, are we going to wow. cover so, that segment with uh, with Miz and his three balls? Oh yeah, it's in the notes. I'm, sh- I'm sure. Yeah, we I think we're going to have to. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. But but one thing Tommy missed is that apparently he hasn't been listening lately because Adam's already mailing it in. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Hi, this is Jackson. Oh. And I am here to call in to say something. So so calm down. <laughs> Well, I guess I just have to shut up for the rest of the episode now. I was hoping that was going to end with Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Howard Stern's penis. <laughs> just don't be so angry, Sal, that's all. I'm not angry. Tommy, that's another story. He's kind of, you know, but I'm, I'm fine. There's one in every family. 
Actually, you know, Adam, I heard it was your 300th episode. <laughs> Speaking of which... Why don't you come visit me anymore? <laughs> Since you're doing your show on Wednesday, I guess that means Thursday is free to come visit. I have some peppermint candies for you. Come visit your grandmother, Adam. Come visit me. That sounded like Charlie the Unicorn from, the, yeah. from those old YouTube videos. Was that a man or a woman? I couldn't quite I, tell. Uh, it sounds like Grandma's got one foot in the grave there. Jesus. Okay. Oh, that was yeah. oh, that was Adam's grandmother. Okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. But important thing to note: three hundredth episode live on YouTube. The offer's been extended. Adam, will you be visiting your grandmother tomorrow? Hmm? Now I got to go to the gym tomorrow. Oh. oh. I couldn't help but notice Adam's grandmother sounded a little bit different this time. I don't know why. <laughs> well, she was, yeah, she, she, she was dropping a deuce last time. It's a little pressure, you know. Okay. Yeah. I said that's, that's a lot that of pressure. I recognize. She must have got a new phone. <laughs> oh, that was fun. Thank you for all to all the well-wishers for our 300th episode. And thank you, of course, to everybody who's ever called a voicemail in the mm-hmm. 300 episode history of the rundown. We appreciate all Bernie, of these. Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chet Winkstead. Yeah. Oh, Bogdan from Moldova. I was just I was That's just right. thinking about Bogdan right. the other day. We haven't had an update from him in a while. I, 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 I thought he was kidnapped he's... by terrorists, but I, 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 know. He, I hope he's, he's not dead. dead. Man. He got kidnapped. Oh shit! Know. And Marty Jannetty was on there. Marty Jannetty. Oh right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, who else do we have? What about Andy's uh, called and left a voicemail before? What about um, Australian correspondent for a rundown under Russell Gibson? What about him? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It was almost like somebody just took two names of Australian celebrities and created them for <laughs> his name or something. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you, sometimes you gotta sometimes you gotta make up a TV name. Yeah, yeah, that's, 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 it's a, a gimmick name, is what it's it was. A st- it's a stage name. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, what about uh, Mikey Michelson, that little kid? He was. Oh, oh yeah, Ma- I wonder how they, I wonder how he's doing. I wonder what grade he's in now. Yeah, that's a, the voicemail that scarred Andy for life. I yep. missed. I missed that one. Oh, it was classic. Uh, which which episode was it? I'll have to go back. Uh, episode one ninety. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. And the reason I know it's on YouTube it is because was... Andy's face during that voicemail was horrible. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, now I definitely got to watch it. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I'm glad. I'm glad we put the voicemail in. It helps. Yeah. Get that interaction. So, so well, where do we start? Doesn't oh, help oh, your grandma. Oh. oh. Before uh, the most important thanks, the most important voicemail thanks. Mommy Moltisanti. Oh yes. Yeah. True. I liked Mommy Moltisanti. So. Getting into the week that was here. After after our uh, uh, huge complaints about the way the women were handled last week, this week we get two main events, two multi-woman main events for both programs. Mm. I thought both matches were quite well done. I'm not sure why on the Money in the Bank match they didn't use the picture-in-picture during the commercial breaks during the main event of SmackDown. But, uh, well, thank, that, thank God for that picture-in-picture technology. Otherwise, we would have had no fucking clue what happened during the tag team match. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah, I noticed they don't do it for the main event. I don't know if it's like a contractual thing, well, but they don't. Here's the thing, Sal. They don't do it for their overseas market. So if you're watching in Canada, for example, you have no fucking clue. You just came back to that tag team match and it was over. So <laughs> you just got a Popeye's commercial and that was it. <laughs> It's definitely interesting that they're doing that. Yeah, I gotta say. Does, it's, it's, does that um, does that make Popeyes mad when they're when people are obviously you know not watching the Popeyes commercial and they're watching the wrestling on the side? Believe it or not, no, because you still hear the jingle and you still hear you see the product out of the corner of your eye, so people are still getting that idea in their head. Yeah. Man. So here, here's the thing, uh, Raccoon. They're a still getting their audio played so it's basically the matches in the bottom corner but the the ad is still playing with its audio but secondary it's encouraging people to not change the channel during commercials so they're actually more likely to get their advertising seen well here's my question what if i'm watching that right there i'm watching you know the popeyes ad and wrestling on the side and something bad happens like enzo gets knocked the fuck out again Am I forever going to associate Popeyes with a traumatic concussion? Then I'm not going to go to Popeyes. <laughs> but I think that depends on how you feel about Enzo. Exactly. You could like it, and then you could celebrate by eating Popeyes. There you go. Or well, what if I'm watching po- the Popeyes Enzo's ad and somebody... Enzo got the shit kicked out of him. I need me some butterfly shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Or every time, every time somebody gets concussed, you'll be like, fuck, I could go for some Popeyes right now. <laughs> Or what so if the boy. inverse, what if it's a gruesome blade job during the Popeye's ad and you're like, whoa, hey, I'm just, I, I can't get down to that anymore. Then I think USA will have their own thing to say about that. I'm just looking out for the corporations. That's, that's all I'm saying. Of Spe- course. Specifically for Popeye's because it's delicious. Raccoon the corporate coon. Ra- that's raccoon, right. Raccoon is the 1%. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the upper 1%. So what did you all think of the gauntlet match? Very uh, impressive showing by Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, it surprised me that that they had her run the gamut and then run the gauntlet, as it were, and then and then not win. Oh, that didn't surprise. Don't me let at it all. surprise you. Don't let it surprise you. She's going to be doing that every week till she gets skinny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing that surprised me about the match was the. Burial of Bailey continuing, having her be yeah. the first one out, yep. losing almost immediately in squash-like fashion. If yep. I was booking that, I would have had... <laughs> Bailey got squashed, Dana got squashed, Emma got squashed. I was going to say, you, yeah. you Dana and Emma didn't for Bailey. How about Dana? That didn't yeah. Dana me. didn't even last 30 seconds. Dana's not Man. a former women's champion. Dana's not yeah. somebody who they can build uh, stories around or sell merchandise from. The, squ- the, the, the burying oh, of Bailey... at this point? The, dude, little kids still buy that shit. Um, Not Izzy. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, uh, the part of it that surprised me was that they did that because for me the more compelling story is Bailey and Sasha being the last two. Mm-hmm. But you know, I guess they decided to go another way. So, are they still going with that Bailey Sasha feud? No, they haven't. Compl- they haven't. They've completely, they completely dropped, dropped it. it. Yeah, they haven't done it. a goddamn thing. Because it seems like Sasha was obviously the quite very much the face. In the, in the main event because people were rooting for her to take down Nia Jax, but I could have sworn when I was at Wrestle, when I was watching WrestleMania a few months ago that they were teasing the Sasha heel turn kinda or in the weeks leading up to it. Yeah, they were. So here's the thing, and we talked about it's great that the women got the main event spot and the match itself was fine. Here's my problem though: there's no fucking direction on the Raw women's 
we teased Bailey and Sasha. That never happened. Okay, Alexa got brought over. That kind of mixed plans up a little bit. Sure. So we did Bailey and Alexa. Bailey gets buried. They then start teasing Alexa and Nia. They have one match with an inconclusive decision. Then all of a sudden, they're done with that, and now we're moving on to Sasha, which is a money feud that could have been a good SummerSlam program, but now we're giving it away at, at hashtag WWE Balls. And uh, I, I don't know what the, there's no direction to this division. That's the biggest issue I think they have. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And, you know, I actually thought going into the match, especially as the match started going, that Naya was going to win. All right, we're going to continue with the Naya Alexa Bliss feud. Right. They had the little moment in the yeah, back, and, sure. and it would have made sense. And I'm like, Sasha will get a good showing. But then she actually won, and I'm like, they can just cook up anybody anytime they want for no reason, and boom, you're the number one contender. Mm-hmm. I did like that backstage segment, though, where Alexa was saying to Nia, like, we're, we're right. so much alike. Right. <laughs> and yeah, for, the, to for those of you listening at home, for those of you listening at home uh, who are unaware, uh, Roman rearranged his living room, so Raccoon Reigns hasn't really been able to watch wrestling for the past couple of months. It's true. Uh, oh. You found a way. You found a way for this week to be on this show, so we appreciate that. But you are a little bit out of the loop in terms of storylines and stuff. Occasionally, I can sneak a glimpse in through the window, right? Uh, but in terms of overall, I, I got to say the women got a chance to shine in a big spot, and good on them for that. Uh, but like I said, I think there is some some continuity to the storyline that's lacking. But then again, mm-hmm. that's lacking with the men too. So I guess mm-hmm. it's just formulaic now if we're gonna get sasha and alexa at wwe great balls of fire um i would hope the program continues to SummerSlam. maybe there's a schmoz finish and we get like some type of if i'm gonna guess if i'm gonna guess being that it's one of the big four we're gonna end up with a multi-woman match whether it's bailey sasha alexa and naya or just take out naya and have a three-way i don't know uh, insert jokes about three-way with those girls in here. Uh, and that's probably my guess on where they end up going. Mm-hmm. See, that's a shame. I think they could have a good one-on-one match, and they never go with that at the Big Four. And this is a program, Sasha and Alexa, I think is a program that could have some real steam, some good heat behind it. You could build a good story. The problem is, again, we're just throwing it together out of nowhere to a week out from the pay-per-view, and, and that's it. Um the thing I will say, and I give them a ton of crap for this, and I will give them credit in this event, they didn't have Sasha beat the champion in order to become the number one contender. Right. Yes, right. finally. So give them credit for that. Well, Sasha earned it. It's about time. But but they found a more creative way to do it than to pin the champion, which is what they've been doing. True. So Yeah. Yeah. Sasha then, earned it by being the very last person in the gauntlet match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and then over on over on SmackDown we had uh, <laughs> Money in the Bank Part Two. Um, I think so. So for those who didn't who didn't get a chance to see it, they you know they teased uh, James Ellsworth ruining it again, and then Becky got to get her revenge on Ellsworth, uh, and then uh, Carmella walks away still with the briefcase. Um, My question is, which, does the security in that building just go on the honor system? <laughs> like, we're kicking James Ellsworth out. He's not going to come back. Well, just let him go. He'll be fine. Yeah. See, that that's why you should watch Talking Smack, Raccoon, because that's the first thing Daniel Bryan said was, ah. 
Can we get better security? Yeah, I got to check out Talking Smack this week. Apparently, something interesting happens with Kevin Owens that I missed. Oh, Kevin um, Owens is amazing on that show this week. <laughs> We're going to cover that. Then, Don't worry. We're and then something about uh, and then something about uh, road trip. Anyway, yes. Um, <laughs> Was it Ride Along? Uh, you mean now, now, Ride Along? Yeah, whatever the fuck it's called. Before we get show. to Money in the Bank Part Two, um, okay. allow me to say once. Do you want to talk about Women's Title Part Two? We uh, opened. Well, we could talk about that, but that's we'll do that later on. Uh, but we opened SmackDown again this week with uh, Carmella cutting what I thought was another really good promo. Yeah, agreed. Um, yep. Now yep. there agreed. were elements of it that were really similar to previous week's promo that she cut, and you know I would have liked a little more differential. But I thought she delivered it well. She was believable. I thought Daniel was great in that scene. But allow me to give a ton of credit to James Ellsworth because I thought he was great in that segment. I thought his promo work there was really good. Uh, set the whole thing up really nicely, uh, tied everything together because they announced, of course, Ellsworth was banned on Talking Smack last week, which doesn't uh, get to a lot of that SmackDown audience, so they made it a point to bring this whole thing out to set that up for the crowd who didn't see Talking Smack last week. Uh, And I thought they did a really good job. I thought that segment was great. Yeah. As someone who grew up with the chicken shit heel manager... Um, seeing Ellsworth trying to run away from security was gold. <laughs> that was, and they were dragging him out, and he was like, "No, that, that was." Great. Well, I, I liked his dive I laugh, onto the barricade. Yeah, <laughs> and the, yeah, the, I did laugh at that. And the chicken shit heel manager for a woman—that's a man—I think really helps the, the visual. Absolutely. It sets everything up and makes everything better. Yeah, when was the last time we saw that, if ever? Harvey Whippleman with Birth of Fate. Yeah, maybe? Ooh, I think that's about yeah, it. Good yeah. poll. Ro- you mean Rhonda Singh, the brother, the yes. sister of the Singh brothers? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that opening segment, did Daniel Bryan. I mean, that's this guy's still so over. Mm-hmm. It's been what two, three years since he's wrestled, and they co- he comes out there and they act like it was the day after WrestleMania 30. I mean, it's a shame if he doesn't get back in the ring, and I understand why. But um, you know he's making that show, you know, so much wait, better with him on that show. Wait four hundred and some odd days. <laughs> I don't want to see him fight Cody Rhodes in Ring of Honor. I'm afraid he's going to get his neck snapped. Is that I happening? Did... No, no, no. We'll, we'll, I did we'll enjoy... talk about that a little bit later too. Okay. I did enjoy when when he was asking when he was asking them. Well, should we should, should we just not have the money in the bank tonight and have uh, just give the briefcase back to Carmella? And there were people in the crowd going, "Yes, yes." <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, "You're the smart people." Well, and, and, and to Sal's point, Daniel Bryan continues to be over because they haven't seen him wrestle. And unlike Vince McMahon, the fans recognize that the less they see of something, the more they'll want to see it. <laughs> the novelty idea it's a, works for it Brock. Becomes Wait, isn't, isn't that what they're? Isn't that what they're doing with Ty Dillinger? Oh, I thought you meant Brock. I thought you were going to say Hey, Brock Ty Dillinger there. got a dark match this week. Oh, oh boy. Hey, the Revival made their in-ring return on main event. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, then we uh, we did have the second Money in the Bank ladder match. Um, of course, the ending was the ending that we should have had at the pay-per-view. Right. right. Um, Ding. question becomes at this point, was this the plan all along, or was this the overreaction or the reaction to the response from the fans? I don't know that we'll ever know for sure. It strikes me as a ratings grab, in which case yeah, I'm really exactly. irritated. That's my thought. Exactly. That's my thought. Yeah. But, but I, I thought the match was good. 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one I liked better in terms of the work rate. I thought the match maybe at the pay-per-view had more interesting spots to it, mm-hmm. but it also wasn't broken up by commercials, so who knows? That's what I was going to say. If anything, the, the, the match on Sunday or the pay-per-view was better because it didn't have those commercial breaks. I, I did, Raccoon, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I dropped my tie, sorry. <laughs> I, uh, I did really enjoy the spot where Charlotte set up the ladder on the side and ran up the ladder to stop. I think it was Becky climbing up the other, or Natalia, sorry, climbing up the yeah. other side. Yeah. So I thought that was that was probably the spot that stuck out most for me other than the end of the but match. But then they also tried to do the pinned underneath the ladder spot, and Tamina was obviously not trapped at all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think kinda, which I think is up. why Charlotte moved the ladder. Yeah, they fucked that up, I think. Yeah, but that's yeah. kind of always lifting up the case. ladder was still pretty impressive. When they yeah. did that it same also... spot with Edge and Jeff Hardy, I think it was the same thing. Mm. It also looked like they Here's... might have messed up that last spot too, where Ellsworth went crotch first on top of the rope because it looked like was it was it Becky? She had to like get down, or she was gonna? She looked like she was gonna tip the ladder over, and then she moved to the side yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also thought the, uh, Tamina killed herself trying that superfly splash. That was horrible. <laughs> oh god, yep. she looks. She does one of those like knees first yeah. splashes that like the big boss man used to do. Mm-hmm. That was awful. But other than that, yeah. all things considered, I thought the match was good. I thought we got to where we should have been all along. Yep. Um, and, and if they, with Carmella as a heel, if they do not now capitalize on her now telling people that she is the first ever. Two-time women's <laughs> Money in the Bank winner. Well, on Talking are... Smack, she said she was the first person to ever win the Money in the Bank twice, which CM Punk would disagree with. Yeah. <laughs> first ever two-time Ms. Money in the Bank. They By the way, gold for, for that, episode so. 300, allow me just to say, fuck CM Punk. Fuck CM Punk. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> what was today's Catch anniversary? Phrase. It was the pipe bomb in... promo. No, but that that was a that couple was of days ago. What was There was something today that I can't remember what it was. Uh, it was the day after the pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sal. That's helpful. It was the John Cena debut anniversary. No, that was the same day as the pipe bomb. Oh. It was well, the uh, t- twenty-year, twenty-two-year anniversary of Mantar's debut. There you go. Ugh. We'll go with that. <laughs> hey, we, you know, we we bring up Mantar. Did he actually have like a? Even a three-month career on TV? Or was it even shorter than that? I think it was a little longer, yeah. Really? He got into one of those Royal Rumbles. (laughs) There you go. Hey, uh, the ending sequence of that that Money in the Bank match when Carmella took the chair. Um, hmm. You could tell she didn't really know how to, like, swing it. She was very hesitant. Do you think that'll be that'll be next week's angle? Is like, uh, it's not a TLC match. You can't use <laughs> chairs, so we're stripping you. We're, we're gonna do it a third time. We're doing it next week on the July Fourth SmackDown. I did like the fact that they played into the injury on the knee angle by having her hit her in the knee with the hit her in the knee with the chair first. I thought that was yeah. a nice little piece of continuity because she had just said she basically sold that she injured her knee when she was pulled off the ladder. So. They, they continued with that. I thought that was a nice way to tell that story. I do have one beef with the with the match, though, was the fact that Natalia and Charlotte brawled into the crowd. Yeah, I didn't get that. Which would seem to be a bad idea when people are attempting to climb a ladder in the ring, which is the only way you can win the match. So right. just, well, just they, saying that's a little, it's a little stupid. They also had 
two, four of the ladies pair off and leave Carmella by herself to start the match. So, which I thought yeah. was actually a clever spot. I like that. I would have laughed yeah. hysterically if the if the repeat women's Money in the Bank was as long as the repeat women's title match. That I thought for a the second they were going to do that and play up the whole Carmella outsmarted everybody again angle. Just start the match, have the other four out of the floor fighting, and Carmella just runs up and grabs a briefcase and wins. Yeah. <laughs> what they have done for the, the last 20 minutes of SmackDown. Yeah. Celebration. American Alpha, Ty Dillinger. Uh, oh, those people don't get on SmackDown. Shinsuke was barely on the show. Did a backstage That's segment. not necessarily a bad thing. Oh, you know, I love Shinsuke. I uh, love Shinsuke. But they've been using him kind of... He should be kept special. He should be like the Brock Lesnar of SmackDown. Well, Instead, they, he's wrestling six-man tag matches and pinning Kevin Owens every other well, week. Well, they're, they're keeping American Alpha really special. So, yeah. <laughs> And Kane, too. They're keeping him super special. Uh, he was campaigning. Leave him alone. Oh, he's okay. trying to become mayor of Knoxville. Yeah. I wonder how that's going. Would you say he's campaigning? Oh. Mm. Nah, that's got to be campaign. <laughs> Speaking of great balls of fire, Kane should be campaigning there because, come on, I mean, Jesus. How are we not going to have an Inferno match? <laughs> yeah. How is it they're not showing the clip of when The only way to up, win uh, is to set your opponent's balls on fire. <laughs> there you go, yeah, when when Kane set Shane's testicles on fire, that's a good one, or, yeah, or jump-started them, whatever it was. <laughs> good times. I'm sorry, Sal, what were you saying? Uh, nothing. What's next on the <laughs> <laughs> I had to make a balls on fire joke. Welcome to episode 300. Sal gets bitchy. And by the way, it's <laughs> balls on fire. <laughs> yep. Your balls are fired. Nope. <laughs> We're going to singe your short and curlies. <laughs> something, something, sizzle scrotum. Um. <laughs> What else we got here? Anybody else find the, the Enzo and Cass segment weird? I um, thought it made Enzo look like a dumbass for trusting him again. <laughs> yes, but for the entirety of the segment, I'm like, he's going to hit him. He's yep. going to hit him. He's going to hit him. When's he going to hit him? Which they did. They did. They drew it out. Yeah, actually, I by the end of it, I was like, all right, when's he going to hit him? Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, they're leaving the ring. Oh, maybe, maybe he's not going to hit him. Okay, maybe. And then once they got to the top of the ramp and it happened, I was like, oh, okay, they they did a good job dragging it out. Because for, mm-hmm. for a little while there, I was like, maybe they did reunite. Maybe they, they want had their... You, they uh, had you for like a, like a half a second. Yeah. It's like maybe they decided that their merchandise sales, uh, they don't want them to drop dramatically, so they're going to stay together. Well, they but. did just release a new Enzo and Cast t-shirt, so... Oh, God. <laughs> How about that shirt? Uh, did, you, did you see the Funko tweet? No. After the first after the first attack, Funko put out a tweet. It was like, uh, be sure to get your Enzo and Cast 2 pack when it releases this <laughs> yeah. fall. Speaking of which, you want to talk about money merchandise, that plain black t-shirt Cass was wearing. <laughs> you know what, though? That, to me, was him not reuniting with Enzo. I was like, oh, he's not wearing the new shirt. He's not. That's it. Well, to be fair, him. the shirt says Y2Enzo on it, so it's a little uh, bit of a... Oh. <laughs> a, bit of a uh, 
No, the one thing I will say that I thought was a great little touch in there, because I saw people immediately as soon as Cass walks out, people why is he coming out to that music? Fuck that. And I thought mm. that was good because it sold in your head a little bit that maybe they would do the reunion because yeah. they hadn't already repackaged Cass with new music and everything. So I thought that was actually a nice touch that they did it that way. Enzo's acting in that segment was amazing. I mean, even to start the promo when he was saying, you know, Forget about wrestling. This is real mm-hmm. life. You're my brother. Like yeah. I, I bought in. That was I, although I do hate when people in wrestling say it's real life. But 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 it was good. <laughs> it was good though. Yeah, that was two weeks in a row where Enzo I think has really knocked the acting portion out of the park. Oh, um, the tear last week. The tear. Yeah, and then right. add to that that he took that bump from Cass, just throwing him down the fucking ramp. Yeah. yeah, that was a great visual. Yeah. He picked him up like warrior, and just was like, Whoa. yeah. <laughs> that's something I don't think we've ever actually seen done before. So it was nice to have uh, that that be a part of yeah. the punctuation I, mark on the. On the I got, I got mad. Uh, I got mad because I because I was like, why the why why are they getting back together? They just did this fucking thing. Why are they? Right. And then I got mad at the end of it for being like. Why the fuck did I actually fall for that? Like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? <laughs> See, man, that's what that's what I want in wrestling. I want to get worked, man. I want to get worked. Yeah. It's true. Sure, that was good. Yeah. Uh, Adam, I do. I, I, I've said it before. I always enjoy when I get worked, but I should know, especially for that, I should know better at this point. Yeah, well, I, I, unfortunately, I was sitting there and I'm watching it, and I said to my wife, I'm like, watch when I get to the top of the ramp. He's going to clothesline him when he's got his hand raised. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Sure well, I was, I was thinking the ramp, it's got to be on the ramp. Like, you just got to nail him. But, uh, Adam, I'm interested in your opinion. Where should Cass, like, what should it do with Cass next? Should he be um, repackaged as, like, a whole new look? Maybe change his hairstyle? Or... Please. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely needs a new theme song. Um, oh, he'll get generic bad guy. Music, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> if they can, if they can. Figure out that that uh, the Intercontinental title can be on people that aren't uh, the Miz or Dean Ambrose. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing how he how he can run with a with a mid card title reign. Um, but with the with the program that's currently going on, I don't know how you get there from here, especially if it's if they're going to keep it on Miz for a while. What about him beating Brock Lesnar? No. Yeah. yeah no. no. Uh, no. Yeah. No. You guys remember uh, way, way back when Sid uh, was, was going after Hogan before WrestleMania 8. He was beating the crap out of all these jobbers and putting them on stretchers. Yep. I'd kind of like to see Cass do something similar. You, you, like you, maybe put like one of those fake Enzo hats on, on like a jobber and be like, you want Enzo? And just like throw him into the stairs and just yeah. go on a rampage and then fight the big show. Yeah. That's the obvious uh, okay. Story. Couple things. Mm. First off, they just did a similar thing with Strowman. I don't know if they can do the same kind of gimmick with Cass, but on the same show, right? True. But uh, second of all, the last thing I want to see is Cass go one on one with the Big Show for a lot of reasons. <laughs> I highlighted last I week why I blame the Big Show for Roman Reigns losing fan support. I still maintain that. I still feel like that's a big part of it. That was the moment. Things went really started to go bad for Roman. Um, but Cass is a heel. Sure. What does that have to do with anything? Because Big Show was working heel when he faced Roman. But Big Show will be working face this time. There's an and, obvious and, thing here, uh, though. Big Show's going to do... flip five fucking times before that match <laughs> happens. Who are you kidding? <laughs> you can do Big Cass versus Big Show, and the loser can no longer call themselves Big. It's right there. It's perfect. Uh, the raccoon's got a point? Yeah. 
And uh, Smathers has joined us in the house. In the Smathers. Smathers. Uh, yeah, yeah. Says Taz and the raccoon truly pulling out all the stops. No, he was oh, just okay. going to say truly pulling out. <laughs> Jason, do you think he needs a repackage? Cass? The Cass. Uh, here's my concern with Cass. I think I mentioned it before. Uh, this just reeks to me of a toy Vince McMahon is going to get tired of really quickly. Uh, yeah. um, That's true. I think he doesn't have he he's got the size, but I don't think he's got the kind of body Vince likes at that size. And I think that's going to be a problem for him very quickly. I think there'll be a mini run. He'll do a rampaging giant monster thing, and then we'll get him in the ring one on one, and we'll see if he can actually pull it off. I saw him with a singles run in NXT when Enzo got hurt, and I wasn't super impressed with it. Mm. But it was also a couple years ago. Yeah, we'll so. see. I could be wrong. He, had, I think he had a brief run when Enzo got the concussion too, right? Where he was just kind of coming out. But, yeah. Yes, um, and he ended up in a number one contenders match at that point. There you go. Uh, it, he got eliminated of, first, but you know. yeah. And of the two guys, I would be much more worried about Enzo than Cass because I feel like Enzo is just going to be, you know, jobber to the stars See, at this point. I think Enzo could go to 205 Live and be a star over there. Ah, okay. Oh. I think that no, it didn't. It was it last week or the week before? He said he was 206 pounds. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he made it a point to say that. Um, no, to me, Enzo is a mouthpiece. He is anybody's manager, anybody's hype man, and that's great. They could use somebody like that with different people. Uh, I don't see him on 205 Live. He's just not that good of a wrestler. He's not a, He's not that bad of a wrestler. The, the Part of the thing is that people have, have gotten this image of him as a bad wrestler in large part because his psychology was to be the guy who just takes the fucking beatings. He didn't get a ton of offense as, as as a face because he was the guy that constantly got the heat during the match. So what happens is, and, and he's on record on podcast is saying he, you know, that's his fucking job is to take a beating in the match to make the hot tag matter when he makes the tag to cast. So I'd like to see what he does in a, in a singles atmosphere. I don't think him and cast is going to be a good program. That said, I think a program of him versus Neville for the cruiserweight title could be money. The promos leading into it, I think, would be great. I think he'd be great at selling the powerful offense from Neville, and I think he could, he'd be super over, which is something 205 Live is missing, characters mm-hmm. who are super over and people care that, about. That is true. If there's one thing that Enzo would bring to 205 Live, people, it's people would care about it, and they if, would get behind it. If I had a dime for every time I watched 205 Live, I would have zero dimes! Sal, stop stealing other people's gimmicks. Jesus Christ. No. I just enjoy that line. <laughs> it's a good line. It's a good line. <sighs> Sal. Anybody on the side? Anybody making any comments over here? Am I pointing the right way? Uh, Smather says, Enzo got the pair over, turned them both, and let Enzo be the mouthpiece. I, I don't want Enzo as a mouthpiece. He's too young. He's got he's got talent to get programs over. I wouldn't want to waste him being a mouthpiece. And let's be honest, I think we've learned at this point, Vince does not like managers anymore. It's not a thing. So you going to say Vince does not like Enzo? <laughs> no, I, yeah. I think he likes Enzo fine, but... Yeah, the manager seems to be a lost art, and that's a damn shame. It is a damn shame. It's a fucking damn shame. Although I did appreciate Joe grabbing Paul Heyman backstage again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Are we going to talk about that, about Joe sneak attacking Brock? Seems like a decent enough segue. Turning his head fucking purple? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, let's let's start first off the backstage segment. I thought was fucking money because once again, and and the thing Joe does the little things so well. He understands the crowd so well, and and how to get an angle over. And when he stepped in to the middle of Heyman's interview, and no mic. That that that's a big part of it. Just no mic grabs him and basically, and, and hey man, I, I'm just an advocate. I know I'm just an advocate. I'm just an advocate. I know you're just an advocate. <laughs> I'm not here to get you. I'm saving that for Brock. Like that okay. shit was just amazing, and it made you anticipate what was to come later. And what came later was goddamn Fort Knox quality gold. That shit good. was tremendous because Brock comes out and Joe jumps him, true to his form as a heel. Ch- goes for the coquina clutch, but here's the part that I really loved. Brock doesn't just fall into the clutch. He fights it, which is something nobody really mm. seems to do. He's, he makes it look awkward and real, and then he gets the edge on, on Joe and throws him into the thing. Then Joe gets him right back and chokes him out, and someone mentioned it, the face turning purple. It was fucking excellent, and it was it was a great way to convince people that Fucking Joe has a legitimate shot at this pay-per-view, and that was something a lot of people didn't have going into it, and I thought it was a masterful job. This build has been tremendous, and I have to say, watching this build, it strikes me as Paul Heyman booking this whole angle. Mm. Which is, I've heard that in other <coughs> uh, other places. It, it, this screams of something Paul Heyman, or how Paul Heyman would book it. And, uh, you know, Jason, you're exactly right. I mean... They're making Joe in ways that I didn't see happening. You know, Brock fighting the Coquina Clutch, and and I thought they were just going to end up brawling again. But no, Joe hooks it in and chokes him out. He fucking choked him out. I was like, oh shit, I did not see that coming. That segment definitely convinced me that at the pay-per-view, Joe has a legitimate shot at maybe lasting five minutes with Brock. More than Goldberg lasted. See, I feel like... That's right, yeah. I feel like from a credibility standpoint, it was important here to not have Brock get over on Joe in these segments and the build to the match. I think Joe needed to look like he could legitimately stand toe-to-toe with Brock, and he has. And to me, the most striking part was a couple weeks back when they went face-to-face and you saw the visual, and the size was not that disparate. Like, Joe was right there with them, and I thought that was a huge visual for them to get for credibility's sake for, for, for the fans. And this is the Joe that you know he can be. You know, this is what we've been waiting for since he's been called up. It's just this sadistic destroyer. And and Vince has to see that this is a guy that you can put in money programs. Maybe it's not the Universal Champion. Not yet. But even after Brock, there's got to be life for Joe after Brock. That's all I'm saying. But he's too fat, pal. (laughs) Well, I think we've pretty much put that to bed, given Kevin Owens and Baron Corbin, and you know. You're calling Corbin fat? Have you seen him without the shirt on? <laughs> yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. But he's a little tall, at least, so it, it evens out a little bit. Belly button face. Oh <laughs> yes, classic. Indubitably. But yes, I, I still feel like that match against Brock is... I still feel like Brock is probably going to... Not, not squash him, but, but handle him in pretty short order. Oh, that's what it was. Sorry, It was day, a squash match? The day... In the this, you know, this date being the anniversary of something, it was the anniversary of the King of the Ring in 98. That's what it was. 
Oh, you mean the, the one that you and Henry Hugepecks covered on the Raw Attitude podcast? That very same. Oh, okay. And who won the King of the Ring again in 1998? It's Five Knuckle Shuffle Time! <laughs> Talk about not doing anything with the actual title of King of the Ring. Like, you would, you would never know Shamrock won that, that King of the Ring. It's just, nope. Even at, at SummerSlam, they don't even mention it once. Nope. Funny that and he was jobbing the next month. Not jobbing, <laughs> but he lost the next month. It's funny that you bring up that move title because there's a... If you listen to the Pritchard show last week, they did a Cena thing, and they had a whole conversation about whether Vince understood that Five Knuckle Shuffle was a euphemism for t- jerking off. I've said, that ever, I've said that ever since the PGA era started. We changed the name of the FU to the AA, but it's still the masturbation reference. Yep. <laughs> it's like, I'm well, going to do the Five Knuckle Shuffle, Cause, Dad! Because Conrad goes on, and he's like, guys don't come out like, a, I'm going to do the beat-off, like, but they get away with this one. <laughs> Kind of, were you catching it? What were you doing? <laughs> the kind of highbrow humor people can expect from 300 episodes of the rundown. You Absolutely. got it. If that doesn't make you go back in the archives and get caught up, I don't know what <laughs> You know, we were talking about Brock and that and, and Samoa Joe, and I just started thinking of another Samoan named Joe. How about Reigns to open Raw? Look it at, was really good. Look at Sal, king of the segues. <laughs> 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 uh, Reigns was really good to open Raw. I thought his promo was on point. Um, I thought he's playing his role like perfectly. Uh, and I, I, you know, I got caught up. I thought Braun was going to come out of the ambulance, and I, I didn't see him attacking from the side. I totally fooled me on that one. Can I say so? Roman did what Roman always does. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say always. He's been a lot better. Fuck the IWC. Anyway. <laughs> um, the one I was disappointed that Strowman didn't tip the ambulance over again. Come on. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. That reminds me. But no, go ahead, Jason. One of my favorite parts of this whole thing is that they're now they're, they're playing up the whole Samoa Joe. Like, pronounce, the pronunciation. I just love that they're doing that. Uh, but no, that, that segment was great. I thought Roman was great with it. Hold on. Y'all are going to. No, y'all might let me talk. You might like this. Yeah, I got choked out last week. Yeah. See, I told you you'd like it. I told you you'd like it. (laughs) Uh, That was great. That was knowing the audience and playing to the audience, something that's a lost art with a lot of talent these days. I thought he did a great job of that. Um, And then you get to the set that they hold the whole thing with him and him and Braun back and forth, and he fucking sells like a motherfucker for Braun, throwing him up on the stage. And then the fucking toss into the side of the ambulance and give them both credit because it was a very small area for them to work with. There was a very large margin for error there. Yeah. Uh, and they did a great job in nailing it. And I don't know, you, you just started Nitromania, Adam, so you may not recall this, but it flashed <gasps> me back know to Rey Mysterio and Kevin Nash uh, and the Lawn Dart The incident. Javelin. Yeah. Yep. The Javelin, bro. Yep. yep. It was a throwback. Uh, the only... No. Go ahead, Anna. I was going to say, the only issue that I had with that segment was the sound that they were piping in for the ambulance siren was, oh, giving, God, me, was, was giving me flashbacks to Scott Steiner in I 2003. I thought the same thing. I'm like, who the, why the fuck is Scott? He's on the TNA pay-per-view next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm huh? giving him an egg. Huh? 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 I've wrestled, I've wrestled a lot of countries. <laughs> Jason, now you've been around the business for a long time. Too long. Um, that throw of, of that Strowman did uh-huh. of Roman into the side of the ambulance. I mean, 
Trust, don't pull back the curtain, but there's, there's nothing you can do but eat that, right? Yeah. Like, oh, no. if you're a Roman. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. He just put his body on the line, trusted Strowman, and oh. uh, took took a massive bump in order to get the angle over. So that's that's what the top guys do. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm with my freaks, and I'm showing my peaks, and I'm spreading the cheeks. And, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> that is not what the top guys do. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> not top guy stuff. I've said it before, I'll say it again. If you go back and you watch the 2003 Royal Rumble, please know that we did not cheer that much for Scott Steiner. Please be aware of that. Watch the 2003 Royal Rumble. It's just, no, it's not going to (laughs) happen. No, we we can be much more proud about the fact that we gave a standing ovation to Chris Benoit after he won his match. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Me and Kogo Sean got uh, got on TV then, though. That's true. Giving him a standing ovulation. Yep. Eh, mistakes happen. Eh. <laughs> mistakes happen like uh, Triple H blading off the back of the belt when he got <laughs> hit by it. Yeah, that's some sharp leather. Some sharp, sharp <laughs> leather. Very sharp. Uh, what else do we got here? We had Goldust's new cameraman. And his old ring attire. Should have should have been should have brought out the wig. I, did, I don't think they will. I did enjoy I did enjoy Corey Graves yelling at Michael Cole. He's a film operator. <laughs> I I gotta tell you, I don't think they're gonna do the wig and the robe. I, think I it's know. too like edgy for their PG product. Mm. I know. I wish they would go back to dropping the uh the gold dust from the ceiling. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you I remember going. I direction. remember going to a RAW during that era, era, and seeing the the ring crew just scrambling with the broom yeah. to sweep that shit up. I remember a bunch of times when guys would get thrown to the outside and they'd have the gold thing, oh, just the gold shit sticking on their backs. Just yeah, be covered in it. Yeah, good times. Also, he should go back to his original Gold Dust theme song because that was awesome. <laughs> Isn't that the same theme song? No, That's it's slightly different. Slightly different. Oh. That one's got more percussion. Yes, got it. Um, In fact, Adam's going to splice it into the podcast right here. They should have given me a heads up. I would have just played it on my phone. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that they that they maybe shouldn't have brought back, um, why are we getting Archer. why are we getting the Punjabi prison? Uh, because uh, he's Indian. By the way, where did Jason it. go? Oh shit! We've lost Jason. He was, no, for those he was just there, oh. and then I think he was fixing something. He'll be back. He'll be oh well, back. No. I'm sure he will. No. But yeah, um, hooray! No, see, he, with the Punjabi prison, they did hype it up. Anybody who didn't see the matches ten years ago, they might actually be interested in this shit. I it looks cool. I will admit, I will. There have been two Punjabi prison matches in WWE history. I have not seen either of them. Neither of them, um, because I had no interest in seeing either of them. Hey, Jason's back. Um, well, one of I them didn't... was did not involve Great Kelly because he was yeah. dropped from the pay per view for having. Elevated liver enzymes, as a couple other people were that night. Really strange. Okay. I think it was yeah. Great American Bash. It was one of the bashes. Oh, yeah, oh six, oh seven, where the fuck yeah. it was. And Jason's and gone again. And Jason's gone again. That's all right. Oh. He was uh, freezing a little bit, so uh, there may be a connectivity issue yeah. going on in Worcester. He's an IT guy. He'll fix his difficulties. He'll be back. He'll be back. <laughs> oh, he's, is he? Okay, fine. he's fine. Um, it's not going to be like what happened to Raccoon a couple episodes ago. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I know. I'm, I'm, bad memories. I was uh, I was looking forward to that episode too, and I just couldn't couldn't get on. So when you go on Wikipedia and you look up the Punjabi prison match, I enjoy right? that you pronounce it Wikipedia. Whatever. <laughs> it's it says that there's 
weapons made of bamboo hanging in the structure. Is that is that true? I don't, Again, I have I never seen a Punjabi prison match. I'm amazed that it has its own Wikipedia entry, quite frankly. Well, it doesn't. It's just one of those match types that are oh, like, okay. you know. I honestly, yeah. I honestly have no idea. I have to think that the match itself is going to be better because of the people in it. Yeah. I mean, so, oh, absolutely. You're not going to have Kali and Batista in it. <laughs> what was the first well, actually, one? Actually, here's Big my Show question. Who? Big Show versus Taker, man. Take. That, was, yep. that was supposed to be the blow off of Taker Kali, and then yeah. Kali has diseases. <laughs> Ele- elevated liver enzymes. That's what totally screwed him over. But so, so here's my question, though. What is this? The third straight pay per view where Orton and Jinder are, are going head to head? Yeah, it's it's going to be the blow off, and, and I don't know why you have Randy. I, okay, I get it. You have Randy Orton lose to Jinder three times in a row because it puts Jinder over, but does it? I mean, this is Randy Orton. His matches are kind of boring. But he's just, he's just, was he 14 now? 15 time world 14, champion? 14 time world champion. And tell me the last time that you said, I can't wait to go back and watch that Randy Orton match. <laughs> uh, the one against Foley, maybe. Uh, was that 10 years ago now? Uh, more than that. <laughs> it's more like 15 years ago. I think he had a decent match with Taker at WrestleMania that was also like 12 years ago. And, and yeah. that's. Man, I can't think of any time else. You get your highlights. You get your, you know, your Seth Rollins RKO at WrestleMania a couple yeah, years you ago. Yeah, you get the one yeah. off spots. You get the random, like, oh my God, RKO out of nowhere. But what he's about. Not known for a guy what, having classic matches. What about the House of Horrors? You guys don't want to go back and watch that over again? <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Speaking of wrong reasons and right reasons, uh, another quick segue is that uh, pretty boy Pitbull Kenny King was eliminated from The Bachelor this week. Uh, Bachelorette, that was kind of sad. He acquitted himself very nicely, but uh, just just didn't quite get the job done. Wanted to return home to his daughter. How many people were left when he got eliminated? Uh, I think about ten are left now. He didn't even make it to the final five. No, no. Um, 300 episodes, folks. That's the first time, and hopefully last time, we ever talk about The Bachelorette on this show. <laughs> All right, what did I miss? Thanks, Coon. <gasps> Jason's back. We were talking about the Punjabi prison. Did you... And The Bachelorette? <laughs> no, we're not talking about The Bachelorette. <laughs> so while you were talking about the Punjabi prison, did anyone point out the fact that Randy Orton comes out and cuts the promo, and Shane comes out and makes reference to, yeah, yeah. I know what it's like when people take shots at your family. Like when you DDT'd my sister. Oh, yeah. Actually, I was thinking of the fact that uh, when Legacy was a thing, that Shane came out and beat the shit out of all three of them at one time. Remember that? Well, and, and you know, didn't Orton punt Vince McMahon in the head at one and point? punt his father yeah. in the head. He That's did. right. Well, he actually, I thought you were going to point out... DDT'd his sister. Yeah, so I, thought I thought you were going to point nice. out the fact... Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I thought you were going to point out the fact that, you know... Orton came out and Shane said, you can have any, you know, Jinder can have any match you want. Then Jinder comes out and says he wants the Punjabi prison match. And then they just so happen to have a Punjabi prison montage. Well, yeah, I'm sure. Up. I'm sure he told them, so, in the, you know, in Gorilla before he came out. Or do they just have montages of every match type queued up? Like if uh, yeah. he was like, you know, I want an Inferno match. They'd be like, an Inferno match is a match where people <laughs> Cause you, get cause you gr- never their great know. balls set on fire. You never, never know. Have tons and tons of notes. You never know. Smathers on the side yeah. says Orton versus Rollins at WrestleMania was fun. I have no idea what that was meant for, but so what we were saying is, what's the last time 
Like, we're, we're guaranteed that Jinder versus Orton's gonna be better than the previous Punjabi prison matches. But when's the last time you said, I can't wait to go back and watch that Randy Orton match? Yeah, the match with Rollins was definitely quality. Um, pick another one. Wait, wait, pick your all-time favorite Randy Orton match right now. On the spot. Go. <laughs> it's obviously Randy Orton we, versus we Hulk picked Hogan ours. at SummerSlam 2006. Oh, we were there. Um, I was there with Kogo. We picked Sean, ours while you were gone. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I, I snuck in. I don't know. Just, anyway, I don't know. Because <laughs> Raccoon had brought up why is Jinder and Randy doing this three pay per views in a row? Because SummerSlam is going to be something different, and they want to have something and kill in between. You know. Yeah. yeah it's a, and, and I get that. I don't think that. I don't know, does this really get Jinder over beating Randy three times in a row? Kinda, but. It's Randy, so... Well, Jinder's in a spot where they have to sort of establish him on the fly while he has the belt, and this is a way to do it. Three consecutive victories over a former, what is it, 13-time world champion. Uh, And it also gives uh, Jinder sort of his signature match as he adopts the Punjabi prison as his match, uh, which is something most of the top guys have, sort of a signature match that's their deal. So, like Undertaker had the casket. Yeah, and Bray Wyatt has House of Horrors. Ugh, I can't even. (laughs) Also, the fact that uh, Jinder referred to the Great Kali as his hero makes me think a little bit less of him. But they came in related. They were brothers in law. (laughs) You know what? Hey, that. So, how is Orton going to lose this match? It's going to be because Kali comes up from the middle of the ring, right? (laughs) Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, when, when he wouldn't just name oh, drop. Hold him. on, because when Randy Orton cut the promo a couple of weeks ago of "I'll RKO your whole family," that was what I thought of. <gasps> <laughs> They're brothers-in-law. Kali return confirmed. Yeah, yeah, but Kali's gonna find some way to fuck that up too. Yeah. He'll put him on the kiss cam. <laughs> the man eliminated himself from a battle royal. Come on. So did yeah. Gail Kim, and she gets a Hall of Fame nod out of it. Mm. Was, wasn't that Beth Phoenix? Oh, 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 Gail Kimmel. I see what you're saying. Gail Kimmel eliminated herself, but Beth Phoenix eliminated Kali. Yeah. Beth Phoenix made out with Kali and forced him over the top rope. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gail just, just like, I'm just going to leave and just hopped herself over the top rope. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And pretty much left the company, too, at that point. (laughs) And then married that roided up reality TV star. Yes. He's a superstar chef. (laughs) Um, Ginger's promo on SmackDown. Jason, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it. It Sound like he was a little bit lost in his promo. Yeah, he's not, he's not the best on the mic. Let's be honest. He's again, we're talking about a guy who's learning on the fight. He never had a whole lot of mic time. It's all relatively new to him. And you can make a case that it's a sign that they maybe could have or should have built him a little more, given him more experience in a program going into this. But mm-hmm. um, I think he's pulling it off pretty well. I love his new entrance. I think he looks credible now. Oh, the entrance is great. Yeah, you know, I, I love that the red on the light comes out to wherever he's standing. The carpet. But like when he came out of the um, of the entrance yeah. way. Yeah. It's the carpet it, it unrolling just... as, he, as he walks down. Yeah. It, it's pretty good. No, it's quality. It's absolutely quality. His entrance and, and hey, I wouldn't be mad if Kali came back as his like enforcer. <laughs> I'd be alright with it. Sure. I still think Randy Orton should recruit American Alpha to help take out the Singh brothers. I thought American Alpha were... Uh, oh, no, never mind. I'm confusing them with the Revival. Never mind. I'm, I'm mixing up my NXT teams. Yeah. Hey, uh, I have a question. So how 
confident is Randy Orton that he he's never gonna get fired? Like when he was like, "It's Shane, I need to get my hands on gender. I'm gonna go back there." And I, I swear to God, I thought he was gonna say, "I'm gonna shit in his bag." Yeah. <laughs> well, we just ran through you, all the things he's done to the McMahon family, right? Yeah. He, he goes, yep. Shane, what are you going to do, fire me? And I'm like, yeah, we all know that's never – he's going to be wrestling there until he's 55. He's, they're never going to fire one. Yeah. Isn't he on two strikes, though? If he gets another uh, roid suspension, I thought he's supposed to be automatically fired. But so, Yeah, please. They'll, they'll never get that third strike. And if yeah. he does, they'll just call it the second one. Yeah. Jeff Hardy got hired again. Yeah, there you go. But they did fire him first, so at least there's that. That's true. Yeah, Randy Orton ain't going nowhere. Like ever, but that's why I think he's almost shooting when he says to Shane, "What are you gonna do? Fire me?" By God, it's a wellness violation out of nowhere. <laughs> Smathers also commented on Twitter saying Orton versus Brian versus Batista at Mania was fun. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed the uh, Shield versus Evolution series. Mmm. That's Not still Randy that, Orton's part. <laughs> That still baffled me, though, the fact that the what, Shield blue, what, squashed Tista? Evolution. Yeah, Blue Tista. The, the Shield squashed Evolution, and then the next night, Seth Rollins is like, you know what? I gotta join Triple H, because I just fucking kicked his ass, so obviously I have to join up with him one night later, instead of sticking with these guys who just combined to dominate him one night earlier. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I, I liked his work in Rated RKO. Yeah. Again... I, I look. I liked when he was uh, attacking McMahon's and punting everybody and and, and DDTing Stephanie and then creepingly creepily kissing her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but that was almost ten years ago. <laughs> and the Legend Killer. That was good for a time too. Again, almost fifteen years ago. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just pulled up a list. Randy Orton's ten greatest matches. All of them are with John Cena. <laughs> and all of them are, are like ten years ago. Let's see what we got. Hmm. Honorable mention. What's number one? Unforgiven 2003 versus Shawn Michaels got honorable mention. I don't remember that happening. Oh, that was a really good program. That's when Shawn kicked him off his pedestal. Uh, Bragging rights 2009 versus John Cena. Anything goes. Oh, what a shock. Uh, Raw 2007 versus Edge. Hmm. WrestleMania 23 versus The Undertaker. Those are all the honorable mentions. Oh, wait, how about the uh, match against Edge where he banged the canvas and uh, separated his shoulder? That was a good one. Uh, number 10, Vengeance 2004 versus Edge. Oh, there you uh, go. All right. Number 9, Raw 2004, Chris Benoit, Edge, and Chris Jericho versus Evolution. Sense of a theme here. Everything's pretty f- far in the past. Uh, That's what I'm saying. No Mercy 2007 versus Triple H, Last Man Standing. I think that was the the lead-in with the Trent Duerton and Triple H, uh, Stephanie McMahon bit, if I'm not mm. mistaken. I thought that was a WrestleMania, but... I don't know. I don't, did they have a fight at WrestleMania? I don't that, think they ever no. fought at WrestleMania. Yeah, they, they had a yes, main event did. at they WrestleMania. WrestleMania 25, but okay. you wouldn't know it because Sean and Taker stole the uh, show. Okay, that. Oh, yeah. Uh, SummerSlam 2004 versus Chris Benoit. Oh yeah, that was the that was the ill-fated uh, Randy Orton face turn right afterwards. I believe oh, evolution attack. He, he won the belt that time. Here, yeah, got the thumbs down. Here's the last time I remember really being into a Randy Orton program. Uh, Over the limit, 2011 versus Christian. I oh, really, oh yeah, I really when enjoyed got, that program. 
I liked when he got kicked in the balls and uh, lost the title for it. I was gonna say I didn't, I didn't care that he kicked him in the balls and lost the title. Yeah, I just, I I just remember, I I just remember how angry that program made me for how poorly they booked Christian. But those matches were fabulous. Yeah, no, the matches themselves were were great. But those those two guys had worst world title reigns I've ever seen in the ring. They had amazing chemistry in the ring. Uh, Number five, New Year's Revolution, two thousand five, in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, oh, was that, that's the one where Edge cashed in the, for, for the very Edge first time, in, right? Yep. Uh, yep. Survivor Series 2003, Team Bischoff versus Team Austin. God, that was sure. Uh, Backlash 2007, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels versus Edge. What the hell is that up to Randy Orton? It's a fatal yeah. four-way. Is Randy oh, Orton okay. versus John Cena <laughs> versus? I thought it was John a triple Michaels threat. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Uh, number two, Backlash 2004 versus Mick Foley. Falls count anywhere? Ah, see, that's yeah. the one I specified when we were uh, when you were away. And number one, SummerSlam 2011 versus Christian. Oh, uh-huh. well, there I you thought go. you were going to say WrestleMania against CM Punk. Oh. Money well, in the Bank 2011 was the one where you got CM kicked in the balls Punk. and lost. Apparently, the people on this list knew you need to say. Fuck CM Punk. But. <laughs> All right, so now that we're done running through Randy Orton's career. You guys asked. I just found the list. Well, no, I said you, not people on the internet. I said, when was the last time you wanted to watch a Randy Orton match again? Christian. Okay, fine. Six years ago. <laughs> I'm, I'm on, I'm, I've never said I was a big Randy Orton fan on this show. I've always been. You know. I, I think the most apt comparison I've made on this show might have been that Randy Orton is like the Tim Duncan of the WWE. Oh, I like that. You know he's really good at what he does, but you don't really care to watch him do it. Yeah, he's very yep. safe. He's very uh, fundamental. Tell that to the Singh brothers. Yeah. Tim, <laughs> Tim Duncan is also notorious for shitting in David Robinson's bag, so that's <laughs> very apt comparison. Greg, I don't understand Greg these references. Here's something you might understand. What about the new uh, fashion vice this week? I thought that was surprisingly funny. I was, was ready. Good. I was ready to not like it, but the whole thing with them stealthily taking the Eddie Money tickets. Yes. Was like, okay. Oh, that was yeah, that was beautiful. Hey, but got, then I got two tickets to paradise for you. Yeah. I also like it was just a little moment where where Fandango said to Tyler Breeze like I think we were both good cops and Tyler Breeze like no I think we were both great cops <laughs> like completely completely missing the point that one of them was supposed to be the bad cop so thumbs up on Fashion Vice I thought it was just gonna be you know like oh it's like Fuji Vice but we're doing it you know twenty five years later it's gonna be terrible well, but it was good and the cheese tray it, made me laugh too I sort the cheese tray I sort of felt like I was watching Making a Murderer it's clear these guys were. <laughs> Were named Vic, Vic, were named guilty when they clearly were not. Yeah. There you go. That, if only Troy was on, since that happened right in his neck of the woods, <laughs> making a murderer. It might have been him who did it. I don't know. And I appreciate and I appreciate the ascension going. We didn't do it. We just wanted to get on pay per view. Right. Yeah, which is great, and it continues. So, now we don't know who well destroyed their well, own. Okay, it got so, destroyed during the questioning. So hold on, I'm going to throw this out here. The fact that they're leaving it open for a little while longer. Makes me wonder, because if we go back and we think of all the, the things they've kind of hinted at, they were big guys, they looked a lot alike. I'm thinking this might be the AOP introduction. Oh, This is the debut, or the way they debut the audience. That, that's what I'm thinking. I completely can see it. 
Well, why don't they get Corey Graves on the case since he cracked the big cast one? <laughs> like fucking like fucking Mick Foley tracking down Rikishi in two thousand one or whatever the fuck speaking that was. Speaking of that hey, though Rikishi. Speaking of that though, we had no uh we had no Kurt Angle text messages this week. Uh we got he a was, very brief he was mention watching of it. his phone he was doing his phone while they were doing the Tumblr backstage in one of the segments. Yeah. By the way, that Tumblr is completely fucking pointless. Yeah, Wait, so explain the Kurt Angle texting thing with me. Is, is this some secret thing? Yeah, he's so apparently somebody's... years ago, Kurt Angle sent dick pics to Stephanie when they were when he was trying to steal her from <laughs> Triple H. Oh, yeah. Now I those, love that angle. Now those dick pics have come to light, and Kurt, with his tiny little pecker, thinks they could ruin him if they went public. So he's afraid. He keeps getting these messages. And apparently whoever's sending them to him is sending them to Corey Graves, because, you know, Corey likes cock. Hmm. Does he? I think I pretty much summed that up, right? Yeah, that's, that's about it. Did I miss anything? Oh. No. Wait, is Corey Graves gay, or is that a joke? No, no, his wife's no, that's a joke. smoking hot. Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. Just check. But anyhow. Uh, no, they, they did briefly mention it, because when Cass came out and he was threatening Corey Graves again, was like, I don't know what kind of dirt you have on Kurt yeah. Angle, but he won't let me touch you. So that was the only mention... But supposedly there's going to be this big reveal, and it's going to lead to Stephanie McMahon coming back on TV. Mm-hmm. And supposedly the, the dirt is the dirt he has on him is that if Corey Graves suffers one more concussion, he'll be a vegetable. That's yeah. what it is. Supposedly wow. Angle versus Hunter at SummerSlam, because that's what everybody's clamoring for. Hmm. I, With Stephanie on the line, <laughs> I hope so. Angle and, and uh, Triple H, I think, legit. That was at SummerSlam 2000 when they were in a triple threat match against the Rocks. That's we're going 17 years later now at another SummerSlam, huh? That's interesting. It's the same reason why Triple H put himself in a program with Sting at WrestleMania. He has to do these things when people come in or come back. Uh, it's like, whoa. <laughs> actually, here's a fun fact for you. Do you remember when Triple H uh, got Angle up on the announce table and botched the pedigree? It collapsed, and Angle oh, landed face shit. first on the concrete. Yeah. That was I SummerSlam that. 2000. And the, the, that the, was that match. The referees and the EMTs had to physically stop Kurt from getting back in the ring. Like, no, dude, yeah. no, please. Just be dead. Just be dead, okay? I remember when he went to pedigree, Stephanie and titties are popping out. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that, too. That was yep. great. That Classic. Tits a poppin'. <laughs> I'm gonna beat my wife. <laughs> so we talked about all the uh, positive things from the women's division this week. Uh, we also saw Lana get her rematch against Naomi, yeah. uh, and that was a an interesting way to do it. Honestly, I thought that's probably what they should have done at the pay per view. Um, no, well, I will say this. They gave Lana a hope spot um, with that. Where she hits the slam and, and a very close two count and legitimately yeah. thought they could have been making the switch there. Yeah. Um, can, can you explain her, her slam finish to me, by the way? Because it's like she puts your arm behind your back like she's going to break your arm, but then it just basically turns into a flat, like, you know, sky-high I was going to say it's like sky-high. It's yeah. like a sky-high where she traps your arm behind you. So the idea, I yeah. think, is you land on your arm. Ha- hammerlo- oh, that's just Naomi so not selling the arm. No, it's yeah. a hammer. Except lock. nobody ever lands on their arm. But uh, yeah, so they they have this match, and then after that that hope spot, Naomi gets up, basically kicks her in the head, hits a split leg of moonsault, and forty seven seconds beats her. Yeah. What do you guys thought? Yeah. What, are, what are your thoughts on it? I think they don't really see too much happening for Lana at this point as a wrestler. She, I mean, she still obviously hasn't been doing it for very long, so maybe at this point they're just like, well, we'll get her in there, get her a couple reps, but 
I don't know. I mean, is it going to the, the what I'm wondering is is this going to be a case of like Eva Marie where they're just like, "Yeah, we're we're not really going to we don't see too much potential in her, so screw it." Or if they're actually going to keep trotting her out there and put her in the rotation to maybe, you know, start having matches with Becky and with uh, whoever the hell else is there, uh, Charlotte. I mean, she could definitely use a fresh feud with somebody like a Becky, but obviously Becky's intertwined with Ellsworth right now. Hmm. Um, and I actually heard that's a thing. She wants to fight Ellsworth in a steel cage. Oh, God. Also, that's a really horrible way of phrasing that. She wants to, but they <laughs> won't do it, so it doesn't matter. Uh, now, as far as Lana goes, I mean, she could, yeah, she could use somebody to work with, and maybe they can give her a little bit of shine. Um, I don't know who that somebody is, because it definitely should not be the SmackDown Women's Champion. And I think that's was the point of that, that finish, was just like, no, Naomi's here. Lana's, Lana's still down here. Right. So. Allow me to be the voice was of that Charlotte? Was that Charlotte's tits? <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Uh, allow me to be the voice of dissent here and say I actually liked the way this was done. Um, I, I don't think you want to damage Naomi's credibility by having somebody in their first and second matches really have it be that close. But they gave you enough of a glimmer that Lana had a shot with that, that brief hope spot there that you she can come back and say, I was this close to being the women's champion, um, and then build going from there. They were in a tough spot because of the women's ladder match, having everyone else tied up in that, that they needed somebody for Naomi to work. I thought Lana stepped in, and you compared it to Eva Marie, I, I thought we saw a lot, uh, a lot better performance in ring than we got from Eva Marie in the past. Oh, yeah, um, sure. I think Lana's definitely got a future. She definitely needs to, to polish things up and, and get a little better. But I, I like the whole thing they're doing with her right now. The fans are really into her. Um, and I, I really just didn't have a problem with it. Do you See, agree that her outfit makes her look like a Baywatch lifeguard? I have no problem with that. No, I don't. Uh, I, I think that's where somebody like Mickey James, um, if she could have stayed on SmackDown, would have been great. By that, by, that would have been a great thing. By that, Raccoon, I assume you mean BAE Watch? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Boo. B O O? Boo Watch? Yeah. So. I yeah, it's Lana. It's I oh, like your new theme song. Thanks for contributing, Adam. I don't. Uh, <laughs> you don't. I liked her, I liked her old one it's better. Catchy. No, would... I like this one. It's it's it's. I like this one. It's, nice. it's stuck in my. But yeah, head. I just don't. I just don't. I, I, it was obvious that uh, Lana wasn't going to take the title off of Naomi, uh, and so I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why they had to do that again on SmackDown. You could have you could have been perfectly fine. Put if you got to do if you got to have Naomi on SmackDown, put Naomi on commentary during the Money in the Bank match. We don't need. I don't mm. think they needed to do that rematch. On Half SmackDown. an hour of Naomi commentary. I don't know about that. Yeah, it's a little bit much. <laughs> yeah, I was a little surprised. I kind of figured they would do it in reverse order, where the Money in the Bank match would be first, and then you could tease a cash in after the women's title match. So, but mm. they didn't. So, well, realistically. Uh, Carmella should have cashed in before the Money in the Bank match because, you know, I mean, technically she was still in possession right. of it, I guess. Yeah, I made that point last week. Same deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would have made more sense. There you go. All right, where do we want to go next, boys? we got a whole list of stuff still to get through. 
Uh, let's talk about Mike and Maria. All right, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, they got 10 seconds of screen time. <laughs> so we talked last week how they weren't even on the show to follow up their pay-per-view debut. Uh, they came out this week. They began to do their uh, love gimmick, and Sami Zayn, on his way to the ring, interrupted and seemed to basically mouth off to them that, hey, you know, this is just my time. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt and then go to the ring. Uh, I liked this. It was a subtle way, I think, to set up their first program. Obviously, it's going to be uh, Mike versus uh, Sammy, and I'm actually okay with that. I think that's going to be an interesting series of matches to watch, and I think it's a oh, relatively yeah. relatively high-profile program for um, Mike to start off with. I mean, you think back, who's the last person Sammy did a program with that didn't come out in a much better position afterwards? Mm-hmm. Uh, he'll make him look like a million bucks, although Mike's already really good. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. I think this is a nice way to do it. Yeah, I don't think this is something that, needs, that Mike needs to make to, uh, to make him look good. This is something to so the fans mm-hmm. can go, oh, hey. Now, he, he has never been in WWE before, no, right? Correct. That's correct. Okay. Now, if you are going to go down that route, then have Mike Bennett come out there during the Corbin match. Mike Canellis. Sorry. And then cost him the match because you really got me wondering if that's just going to be their gimmick. They're just going to get interrupted every time. I would love a program with Sammy. I have no faith they're going to do it because if they were, they would have started it with that in that Corbin match. And interrupting that theme song is just uh, it's, it's just a crime. <laughs> I, you know what, though, Sal? Here's the, here's the problem, though, is that Sammy was on two straight victories over Corbin, and... I, I think they wanted Corbin to get a decisive victory over Sammy to kind yeah. of level that out. I think that's why you didn't see it there. I think you'll see it probably we, next week. We, which is surprising given right. that he's Mr. Money in the Bank. Yeah. But, uh, Smathers on the Sammy side. Sammy Zayn and Baron Corbin. Yeesh. Uh, Smathers on the side says, no Dillinger, no Alpha, still no Rusev. Let's get another Lana and Naomi match. Blah. Yes and no. Here's the problem. Are, are, do you want to see Alpha, Dillinger, or Rusev in a 47-second spot? Because that's what they had time-wise on the show. I'd rather not waste them in one of those kind of spots. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's the other thing too is is, is with Mike and Maria. That was that was forty seven seconds that Mike and Maria could have used for their entrance. Damn right. <laughs> with Mike and Maria, you could have done that on their second or third appearance on SmackDown. First appearance on SmackDown, you have them get cut off in ten seconds. It's 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 called building a program, Sal. So. But you have nope. to build the talent nope. before you no, build a program. No, you don't. Nope. Ruined. They're ruined. Ruin, you don't. You 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 use a program to build the talent. You're especially a new, you, a, a brand new person. You're not going to build Mike Canellis to a new audience without him having a feud or a story or matches with somebody that they know. You use the people you know to build the new people. This is this is one hundred and one stuff. Like this is not. This is the pro. Hey, go back. Who Name me a new talent who's ever gotten over without an old guard putting them over or, or doing a program with them. When they first bring out a new talent, it's always vignettes. What? It's always promos. What and it's, made, it's introducing them to the audience. What made the Nexus so great when they debuted? They beat the shit out of top guys out of nowhere and were instantly at the top of the card in that, and put themselves in, in that mix. None of them really panned out. Yeah, it's like that, seen a that has nothing to do with it. That's not the point. The point we're making is we're talking debuts. Nobody can help the fact if somebody doesn't have the charisma to stay on top. We're talking about how you get them to the top. Hey, I think Daniel Bryan did just fine. That's true. True. Heath Slater still has a job. Yeah. Barely. 
uh, I don't know, there's some other people they've debuted in the past couple of years that, you know, you slowly <laughs> introduce them. Yeah, Smathers on the side says CM Punk didn't need help getting over. Uh, and I would venture to say he used a lot of help from John Cena getting over. The original Pipe Bomb promo was aimed at Cena, uh, and Cena worked a great match with him at that Money in the Bank pay-per-view, winning the title, and that was what got CM Punk over. That was the real birth of CM Punk as a top, top guy. What about Jeff Hardy? I thought that was pretty pretty good. Yeah, but again, even at that time, CM Punk was sort of seen as the guy who lucked into the title, cashed in at the right time, and he, to me, he was not a top, top guy until that Cena feud. You can be WWE champion and still not be a top guy. Look at gender. Sure. There you go. That's a great example. <laughs> I don't consider Bray Wyatt a top guy. Now, Bray Wyatt, now there's an interesting point, because they did vignettes on Bray Wyatt when he debuted for a while. And to your point, the first person he worked with was Kane, established mm-hmm. veteran. In a Great Balls of Fire match. In an in a Inferno mm-hmm. match. Um, but I felt like Bray was, maybe because of NXT, he had that, like, you knew what kind of person he was when he first came out there. You were oh, seeing yeah. these vignettes for weeks, and then... You know, when they finally debuted, they made a mark, but it was three of them. Okay, was three of them. Okay, Sal, let me let me let me prove my point here. L- let's think. John Cena debuts against who? Kurt Angle. Ruthless aggression. Sami Zayn debuts against John Cena. Kevin Owens debuts against. Uh, <laughs> I guess John Cena. Okay, are we sensing a theme here? New guys come in, they work a program, even if it's a brief one with a top guy, to establish them as a legitimate top guy. Then why did Shinsuke work with Dolph? Because Dolph's a former heavyweight champion, he's coming out and he's not a top guy. And he's one of the top guys on SmackDown. Think of what they've done with Dolph on SmackDown since the brand split. He's been booked as one of their top talents. And he's, he's a guy. He's Mitt. a guy that has name recognition to your fan base that you can know can go out there and put together a good match and make Shinsuke look like a million bucks. Is that why Corbin got stuck with Dolph for the first one? Probably, of yeah. <laughs> I don't know that they had the big the big plans for Corbin that they ended up going with, but yeah, that's probably part of it. It's like we need somebody to make him look good. That's what those initial programs are. We want to put you in there with someone that's going to make you look good and get you exciting to the fan base. Who was Mojo's original program? I don't even fucking know. I don't uh, even think he ever had a program, to be completely honest. Also Ziggler? <laughs> <laughs> Might have been. I don't know. Well, I mean, he came right in as Hype Bros, didn't he? Yes. And I think they worked. And they're back together. I think they worked Alpha or the Usos originally. For the time being. Actually, on that note of the Hype Bros getting back together, is this just going to be another case of them breaking up yet yes. another tag yep. team in short yep. order? Oh, that- so no more no more Enzo and Cass, no more, what was it, Tommaso Ciampa and the other guy, no more, <laughs> what's the other one? There was another one that just broke up too. No, Tommaso Ciampa and, and Tony Gargano. The height and and uh, end zone cast. End zone cast. Yeah. Okay, so and I think that was it. I think just the two of those. But. Oh, I thought that was another one too. So Maybe let's not. discuss this because we touched on it a little earlier with the fact that they did the the commercials while the match was going on. Came back just in time for the actual finish of the match. Um, 
But over and above that, and, and to my point a couple weeks ago when we talked about them breaking up, and I was I dropped the theory that it would be Mojo turning heel and not Ryder, I think yep. what you saw this week was actually the seeds for that being planted because Mojo has everything going great, tags in Ryder, Ryder takes a kick, boom, pin, done, one, two, three. Now Mojo has the credible option to say, listen, I was in there, everything was going great, I tag you in, boom. We got a great tag team opportunity. You get hurt. You cost me again. So you've cost me a tag team title opportunity twice. He's got every reason to turn on Ryder and have it be legitimate. I think that's where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Woo, woo, woo. You blew it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you make a good point in the sense that Zach is a much better sympathetic character than mm-hmm. Roger. Um, People already hate Mojo. You just give them a reason to, and they'll be off and running. It, it's the hype bros, so if they do nothing but job out for the next six months, it's not going to shock me. I don't think it'll t- it won't not? be that long. We're t- this is going to be a quick turnaround because they want to push. They want to push Mojo. Oh, I was going to say also though. push Mojo out of the forty store window. There he goes. There he goes. Sal, dealing gimmicks again. Hey, at WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken, the final two were Mojo and your reigning SmackDown champion, yeah. so I smell program! They already did that a couple Yeah, they, they tried that already. Oh, they did? Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. gender pinned them, so... They, uh, oh, okay. They gave, oh, good. They gave okay. Mojo the opportunity to qualify for Money in the Bank, and he lost. Oh, Jesus. Thankfully. He did get some offense in, though. Some good offense against the WWE champ. Uh, oh, and, of course, that match immediately led us to the challenge for next week with the New Day and the Usos in a rap battle. And this oh. this has train wreck written all over it. Yep. Now, Jason, I know it annoys the crap out of you when the Usos are faces on Talking Smack, but I actually find it... Oh, I don't mind it. They, they I, are heels. Well, no, see... And then they go on Talking Smack and they're completely... No, 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 Sal. See, what you did was they're kind of... They're not really faces because if you watch the whole thing... They're, they're doing their little back and forth with Daniel Bryan, and then at a certain point, they're like, all right, so, so we figured out, we're just going to walk out in all of our matches. And, yes, and Daniel and, Bryan's and, like, and Daniel Bryan, uh, well, see, I like you guys, but I can't really go along with that. And yeah, So they did drop a little heel into it. I, I was fine with it. I thought that was, I thought yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah, at the very end, they did. Um, and, and Daniel Bryan was kind of like being a little wishy-washy, like, mm, I really can't support that. Well, this is clearly setting up for a stipulation in the rematch down the road. It's going to be a no count out, no DQ or something. This but they're, so they're they're having a rap battle next yes, week. Yes, there's going to be a rap they battle are. between the Usos and the New Day. Uh, and oh, D- Daniel Bryan be, uh, has agreed to be in the Usos' corner. So, oh Jesus! <laughs> and they're not like calling this... it a rap battle; they're calling it a wrap off. Oh goody! I feel like this is going to be some uh, grab the remote ish. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, how about the real battle royal that everybody's looking forward to next week? Hey. Independence Day battle royal starring AJ Styles. Yeah, as I like to call it, the quickest way to get AJ another shot at Kevin Owens. Uh, that's exactly what they planned it out for, and that's the, I, I'm interested to see what they do with this. I, I'm sort of hoping that they don't end up having it just be that obvious, but at the same time, Deep down in my soul, I know that's where we're going. Uh, I'm curious to see if we get maybe a Rusev return in this. That would be somewhat logical. Or maybe the returning free agent hops his his hat in the ring for an opportunity. And then maybe, somehow, we go... Hello? 
Hello? Hello. Okay. Uh, maybe. Caller, you're on the air. Maybe. All right, let me tell you. Maybe. God damn it, Sal. Sometime at SummerSlam, we move into Kevin Owens <laughs> defending the U.S. Sal, wow, we got a door closing sound effect. Maybe we move into a triple threat with Kevin Owens <sighs> versus AJ Styles versus John Cena. And that is a match I could get behind for SummerSlam. Mm. Well, I think since it's the 4th of July, we know how this story goes. Lex Luger's going over. <laughs> Slams Yokozuna on the USS Intrepid on the 4th of July? I mean, come on, people. It's, yeah, it's, it's obvious. Something, something, Great American Train Store? Nitromania podcast? Anyway. That's right. Um, there you go. Good plug. <laughs> Good plug. Uh, we still have one topic I know we're going to get to, but I, I feel like Sal wants to contribute to this one, so I don't want to do it what? yet. But, Speaking uh, of Kevin Owens, though, briefly, what did I? Uh, what 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 apparently did I miss on uh, on Talking Smack this well, week? Well, first off, Kevin Owens has an Americana T-shirt that they released, and if you haven't seen this thing, you need to check it out because it's a phenomenal design. And one, it's like Kevin Owens in an Uncle Sam outfit, doing with the sort of Barack Obama Hope poster feel to it. Uh, <laughs> it's tremendous. Uh, but yeah, so is he pointing like I want yes. you? So uh, Kevin Owens shows up on Talking Smack this week and has you know back and forth with with Daniel and Renee. Renee, you know, just you're interrupting, so I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm talking to Daniel Bryan. Now they have this whole back and forth, and Kevin Owens does his thing, and he's for my money probably the best promo on his feet in the company, like just improving and going with the flow. Um, but at a certain point. Uh, Kevin, he's saying, well, you know, how do you continue to lose and then get more opportunities? And Daniel Bryan says, well, you know, you look at this, the Seahawks, they, they lose the Super Bowl. And Kevin Owens just stands up and he looks at him and he says, well, that's it. You're talking sports. I'm leaving. I don't know anything about it. And he looks at him and he goes, Boston Bruins. That's what I know about sports. Cam, Cam Neely played for him. And he was, oh, yeah, and New York Giants something. And he walks away. <laughs> and then he comes back. And he does, I, God, I don't, don't even remember. He comes back, and Renee says something about him being difficult every time he comes on. He walks back on the set, grabs all of Renee's notes, rips them up, and throws them in the air. <laughs> <laughs> There's the shirt, yes. Tremendous. I just had a thought, and maybe you can enlighten me as to whether this is reasonable. Your surprise winner of the Battle Royal next week is Chris Jericho. That's huh. possible. I mean, he's back to doing house shows. If they shows. want to rekindle that. Yeah, he's back to doing house shows, so it's entirely possible. Uh, oh, there you go. But the uh, So Owens goes to walk off again. Somebody else says something. He walks on, like, the front of the table and just stands on the table and almost falls getting off. <laughs> so it's definitely good entertainment if you want to check it out. I would definitely hey, recommend gonna... this week's Talking Smack. I'm going to have to go back and check that out. Speaking of things that that uh, should have been censored, is Sal dead? I don't know. I think he I, is. We may have heard a live murder on episode three hundred, <laughs> and the resident slasher guy isn't on. What the fuck? I know. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Troy appears on Sal's camera. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome! That'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, we also had a an interesting six man tag this week as the Hardys and Finn Balor uh, faced off with Elias Sampson and Dublin O Seven. Hey, uh, Sal's back. Was that a good phone call? Uh, yeah, I had to pick up my kids and bring them to bed because they both fell asleep upstairs. Uh, uh, so, 
Yeah, so they, they started off the match with the, the concert with Elias Sampson, and you could sort of tell Sheamus was being needled by Cesaro, almost like he was trying to get Sheamus to break and laugh. Um, but, you know, they cut off before they can actually sing, and I'm really disappointed. I was hoping to hear Cesaro and Sheamus sing because that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, the hardest. Did you call them Dublin 07, yes, by yes, the way? Yes, that's what I call them now. Okay. Um, the Hardys come out to a gigantic fucking pop. Los Angeles loved the Hardys, um, followed by a great pop for Balor. He gets on the ropes to do his, his entrance thing, and the Hardys are doing it with him, which I thought was great. Yes, that, that thing Raccoon is doing right now, for those of you watching on YouTube. Um, and then they had what I thought was a decent six-man tag. I enjoyed the match. Good times. Nothing stood out to me as horrible, so I'm sure it was good. No, and I'm not usually a big fan. <laughs> I will say, I, I have been, obviously I haven't been watching very much Raw lately. I've been slagging it a little bit. But top to bottom, I did enjoy Raw this week. It was one of the better Raws, it didn't, yeah. Yeah, it didn't drag as much as the three-hour Raws I they, had seen recently have been dragging. They have been on a run of decent episodes of Raw lately. They really have. Wait. If we're talking about decent, are we, did we talk about the balls yet? Hey, I just got a message from Adam saying the hangout is up and everyone's invited. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> Goddamn phone. <laughs> so, Sal, you want to talk about the balls? You want to get all the way into the balls, huh? Balls deep, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, let's go balls deep in what has been called one of the worst segments in Raw history. I still say it was not as bad as the Miz TV segment where Michael Strahan hip-tossed no. Miz did, and Titus O'Neil, no, and then they hugged it out Did afterwards. Michael Strahan call anyone the N-word? I, did, he, I, did he do that? Yes, Lamar, LaMelo Ball dropped the N-word yes. twice. I didn't yeah. hear that. Wow. Uh, he, he didn't even do anything, and he somehow got the N-word in there twice. It would be the worst segment, I think, in Raw recent history at least if not for Alexa Bliss Bailey's this is your life <laughs> so here's why it was worse is let's start with LeVar, LeVar Ball running down to the ring like this yeah like what what good. was good, that good, what I good work on the on the audio podcast yes did they tell him to to do that or he's was he just thinking fucking funny, insane or? Sal I know he's insane. The entire this, Los Angeles crowd. This knows topic. He's this topic is why I wish Troy had come on the show this week. I want to. What this strikes me as, and it, and feel free to chime in if you if you agree with me, or even if you don't. What this strikes me as was the WWE saying, "Oh, this Levar Ball guy seems like a natural heel, even though he probably knows nothing about wrestling." So when he got in there, he did the stereotypical shit that he probably thinks wrestlers do, where he's like, you know. Do it, taking his shirt off and flexing and no. talking like really weak smack no, The reason I would disagree with that is because he was on Miz TV. So the idea being mm -hmm. there, you think he's going to be a giant face and he's going to come out and align himself with Dean Ambrose. That, that yeah, was, that seemed to be the yeah, plan. That was the whole plan. So they thought LeVar Ball was going to go out there and be cheered. Little did they realize Los Angeles fucking hates LeVar Ball too. And, <laughs> I was going to say, Lonzo had face lines. He was very, like, I'm very proud to be part of the right. Lakers and all this other shit. And they were booing him, by the way. So good job, Dad. Um, <laughs> I don't know why the fuck LaMelo was out there in the first place. Nobody knows this kid, except unless you happen. Apparently, apparently to say the N-word twice. Unless you happen <laughs> to have watched the YouTube video of his lowlights that got released out there of him playing horrible no. basketball. Um, other uh, than that, By the way. Did anyone else catch Lavar call it basically calling Lonzo my my best son my best my most amazing child the greatest <laughs> son that I have 
while while Lamello, which is a dumb fucking name, was sitting on a stool two feet behind him in the ring. I th- never mind his third son that wasn't even on the program. I think my favorite part is Lavar's. There's two guys better than me, and they're both me. Yeah, I don't know if that made any sense, but that was an interesting. Yeah, line. I don't know what. Here's that- why this is worse. Here's why this is worse than the Alexa Bliss. This is your life. It's not the Alexa. Oh, man. The Alexa Bliss. This it is your is. life. Was at least part of a story. This was. Hey, these guys have something to do with L.A. Let's, well, it advanced the no, Ms. Dean Ambrose feud. Let's jam to. them. It was supposed to advance that storyline until <laughs> LaMelo decided to drop two N-bombs and they cut the segment yeah. off because that's when they cut the segment off. Yeah. When Ambrose oh, came okay. out and LaMelo was yelling at his dad to square up that. Uh, he was like, beat that. Yeah, beat that. Twice. And he said it Twice. And he did it. He didn't do it into the mic, but the mic still picked it up because he doesn't know how ring mics work. Right. Because he's a friggin' jobber college basketball player. And also, do you think the original plan was for Ambrose to actually go to the ring and they just cut it short? Uh, Yeah, that's why he had the BBB shirt on and everything. That's why he looked surprised when his music started to play. Yeah. (laughs) And also, LeVar was talking over Ambrose when Ambrose was trying to do his promo. Yeah, LeVar had no idea. Hey, fucko, your time is up. You're not talking anymore. (laughs) Yeah, it's Dean Ambrose. Now, here's time. another reason why it was worse. You you show Raw all over the world, specifically in Canada, the United States, and nobody in Canada or the United or the United Kingdom rather knows who the fuck those people are. Oh, I'm sorry, because <laughs> everybody knew who fucking Tracy and the ex boyfriend were. No, but that was the point. They knew who Alexa Bliss was. They knew who Dean Ambrose and the Miz were. Yeah, but you knew like they knew you knew what they were going for. This is your life. This is Bailey's ex. This is Bailey's coach. Whatever they've seen it before. I don't think I, the Bailey okay. "This is your life" segment was was good at all. I think it was bad. But I think this was just worse. Nah, is it good to go back and watch it? Like, is that segment enjoyable to go back and rewatch from like a wow, this is a really terrible, or is it just so terrible you don't even no, want to see don't it again? Bother. Don't. Uh, Which the "This the, is your life"? No, just don't. This is your life. Do, you can't watch again. You, you even if you tried, you would be like. Ugh. I can't say. I got to fast forward. I can't say. Yeah, no. Does the Bailey This Is Your Life segment feature her boyfriend saying, You cut me off at second base? <laughs> no, and if no. it did, that would have been no, great. No, but it, the features, only... it features the the revelation that Bailey's never even kissed a boy. Oh. Bailey refused to serve me up some of that poontang pie? I will say they never said that Bailey hasn't kissed a girl. Oh. Ew. The only good Loophole. thing, the only good thing about the "This Is Your Life" segment, and I mentioned it the week that we talked about it too, was was Alexa going Phil, Philly, Big Phil, and then winking at him, and he glances at his dick. That's the <laughs> Actually, That's I, the I heard Alexa Bliss doing part. an interview this week where she referenced that and said basically, like at a certain point, you realize you're out there in a train wreck and you just do something <laughs> to have fun with it. So I just started giving everyone nicknames. Like, Trace, Trace, can I call you Trace? But she's like, so it was great for me, but I think at a certain point it just threw the actors off like they didn't know how to react, and it probably made everything worse. <laughs> now, there's Alexa Bliss, con- the queen of improv. There's an interesting concept. So they got paid actors for the This Is Your Life segment. What, did you think that they- was actually Bailey's ex-boyfriend? <laughs> no, 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 no. But hold on. But Maybe they had real-life people in the balls for this segment. So is it better to get paid actors, or is it better to get people who have no acting skills whatsoever? 
paid actor. Can I just say you just uttered the phrase they had real life people in the balls. <laughs> uh, I would venture to say they do have acting experience because LeVar Ball's been acting like an asshole for quite a while. <laughs> yep. I would venture to say that they should just use people who are in the business. Local people who know how wrestling works. Fair enough. Uh, it, worked well, they am- it worked amazing for... Uh, God, now I forgot his name, and you're going to fucking all chastise me for it. Johnny Vegas. Nitro. Oh, Johnny Vegas. Fabulous Johnny Vegas? He was in uh, the John Cena This Is Your Life segment. He was, so was Bull Buchanan. He was seen as a little league coach. Oh. Uh, Mike's Cena doesn't suck. You <laughs> suck. Uh, Smathers. Are we talking about that segment? Smathers with a great point that nobody knew who the Rock's kindergarten teacher was or the first girlfriend or whomever else was in that segment, and it was pure gold. Yeah. But we damn sure knew who Yerple the Clown was. <laughs> and that was the strength of the performers. Um I think we, we the, the problem is you're trying to you, you're judging a segment that never got to be a segment. Uh, they cut it off before the Ambrose and Miz could do whatever they were going to do there. Uh, so instead, you got half of a segment. And you're trying to judge it. Comparatively makes it speaking, worse. from a writing standpoint, Bliss and Bailey was a full segment. That's how they designed that shit to go. That's why it's worse. How long did that go? But the Miz TV couldn't even get to be a full segment because the people that they decided to have on it are the worst human beings. And that makes it worse. No, no, no. That makes it better because we never got to see what the actual plan for the segment was. (laughs) We got to see this is that Alexa Bliss thing. That's what they thought would be entertaining. What you saw is what they intended. So wait a minute. So what you're saying is, much like Val Venus, that segment on Monday featured the balls being cut off too soon? <laughs> well, they didn't cut off Val Venus's balls. They choppy choppy his pee-pee. Oh, right. Well, I, I just assumed that was included within it as well. I don't know that you can make that assumption. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, nobody fair. said the N-word during This Is Your Life. That's all I'm saying. No, no that was Michael Hayes backstage. Nope. Well, it's because Alexa Bliss probably doesn't know any black people. Oh, <laughs> Other than Titus. Um, yeah, she, she was on SmackDown. She knows Nail. <laughs> there you go. What What is Vince's obsession when they go to L.A., when they go to the Staples Center, to have people who don't give a shit about wrestling be on oh. his program? I think the worst example of that is when he had the, the beef with the Denver Nuggets owner, and then oh we got the team. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. the fake You're an enus. Apparently, yeah. I should... But we got the, 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 the yeah. No, sorry, yeah, go ahead, the, sorry. The whole, actually, the funniest part about that was that they were playing the Lakers as their faces in that whole thing. So yep. they had Cena come out in a Lakers jersey, and apparently they took a lot of massaging to get him <laughs> to agree to do that. He did yeah, not, he I'd did imagine. not want to come out wearing a Lakers jersey. If I'm not mistaken, that was the night uh, Mr. Kennedy made his return, almost injured Orton, and then got fired yes, the next day. Yeah, of course, so. Good times, good times. Uh, not Speak- only did we have the segment on Miss TV, I'm sorry, we had I, the, the guy from Transformers. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I'm having Speaking a hard this, time how- with the, the fact that Sal is having a difficult time rationalizing that they bring in you know, people who are relatively famous or hot in the news circles to pump ratings. Like, this is something new. They've been doing this for decades. I don't know why <laughs> this is a revelation to you. Uh, speaking it's of who they're bringing in recently, to be honest with you, it's just it's not working. Who who have they? The moral of the story is we need more guest hosts. Who have saying. they brought in? Re, need I remind you of fucking Summerfest? 
Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that whole you know guest GM was a train wreck in it, within itself. But you you know Donald Trump for all his faults was an entertaining uh, storyline when they brought him in as a celebrity. So was Floyd hey, he, Mayweather. He bought Raw. He did. He purchased Monday Night Raw. He did. Yeah. Hell, some of those. Well, guest hosts we don't know were if not... he did. He won't release his tax returns, so <laughs> otherwise we'd know. Some of those guest hosts were not terrible, but it seems like recently these guys they have like, why do I need people like that on commentary though? Like that didn't make any sense. How pissed? Like nobody I... even knows who the fuck the Transformers guy is. I don't know, Josh. How pissed? How Josh pissed do you think? He's married to Fergie. Um, how pissed do you think Vince was when when Josh Duhamel said, "Yeah, I was just talking to Vince backstage." Oh, that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> I was like, but. Vince shouldn't be backstage. Why? Everyone knows he runs the fucking show, dude. No, Triple H runs it with Stephanie. God damn it, Josh. You you gave me up. <laughs> On national television. Josh Duhamel, you're fired. He said a couple other things, too, while he was on commentary. It was just, like, awful. I was like, oh, my God, this kayfabe-breaking well, bastard. Get him up. No, I, fucking I think my favorite part of Josh Duhamel on commentary was that he gets up there and Michael Cole's like, so yeah, there's a WWE superstar in this movie, and Dumel just goes off and says something completely unrelated to that, <laughs> to the point where Michael Cole eventually has to go, yeah, so Sheamus is in this movie with you, huh? And then Sheamus, My favorite part. the heel, and, and he's like, Sheamus is such a great guy, I met him backstage, we had a nice talk, I'm like, no, no, you shouldn't. Dude, this is a company My that favorite part was when he said, Make-A-Wish um, kids visiting these guys backstage, why... You, you, your choice of when you re- expect kayfabe to be implemented versus not is a little confusing to me. Well, my, fav- my I think the part that really got to me was when he said, oh, I just talked to Vince backstage. He said Sasha's going over in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was unnecessary. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, my God. Yeah, they, they had all the matches posted on the wall next to the, next to the, the curtain there. I mean. Yeah, it says they're teasing an Enzo Big Cast reunion, but he's just going to fuck him over yeah, again. Sa- so uh, Sasha was looking forward to Sasha it. Sasha was underlined. I don't even know what. <laughs> so uh, before we get to the finale, uh, I want to throw in well, not the finale of the show, I should say, but the the next segment where where yes, s- this is the series finale, yes. by the way. <laughs> the way we're going, <laughs> yep. it very well might last ever. Uh, no, but before three, we get to that, I want three hundred and out. Throw in into a quick topic that I know Adam probably doesn't really give a shit about or know anything about. I don't know about Sal, and I'm probably making a firm guess that Raccoon has no idea what I'm talking about. But this past weekend, something uh, something Cody Rhodes. Uh, Ring of Honor held their best in the world pay per view, one of their biggest pay per views of the year. I'm uh, named after CM Punk. <laughs> By Christopher Daniels no, Chris, and Chris uh, Jericho, Christopher, oh, yeah. Christopher Daniels and Cody Rhodes headlining it for the Ring of Honor Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Cody, oh. of course, with the victory, becomes Ring of Honor Champion uh, and tweets out a picture uh, that it had been over 30 years since the Rhodes was a World Champion, which I thought was really kind of a cool hmm. uh, mm-hmm. thing to point out. So I want to congratulate Cody Rhodes. Also, uh, they did tapings the next night. A few of our uh, friends from New England were took part, and I just wanted to give a shout-out. Brian Malonis, yep. uh, oh, nice. Ring of Honor match at the TV tapings. Also, Ashley Vox and Delmi Exo, the C-Stars, were part of the Kingdom's entrance at the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of other local guys in and around the event, so just wanted to big up and congratulate those guys for their, their Kamsagami and Josh. Uh, yes, they had a dark Kamsa- match. Kamsagami and Josh Briggs had a dark oh, match wow. before the TV taping. Yep. Yeah, I was bummed. I was actually I was bummed that I didn't get to 
that I didn't uh, didn't get to go to to the either of those the the pay per view or the TV taping. But the uh, it was right there in Lowell. But uh, the the match yeah, was think, ex- uh, thirty years since the Rhodes has held a world title, Daddy. <laughs> That's hard times. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good dusty right there. I'll give him. <laughs> and you in public, if you will, almost as good as my Triple H. Um, but you also had a strap match between Frankie Kazarian and Hangman Page. And if you haven't seen that, go check it out. Find it somewhere. Uh, this wasn't your typical strap match where they drag each other to the corner. They both had straps attached to their wrists, but the straps had like nails and tacks and shit sticking Jeez. out of them. Oh, very wow. very brutal match. Ouchies. Ah. No, I am going to go back and see that. That does sound uh, Actually, that I, I did want to. I want to follow up on one thing though. Did you say Christopher Daniels was the ROH World he, Champion he was, going Yes, in? that's Ooh, correct. That is. That seems. I don't know. How old is well, he? Like fifty-six. Uh, it, it was his first world. Yeah, title. they booked it as you know he he'd never been able to get over the hump, and he was nearing the end of his career, and they kind of booked the to do the ultimate babyface thing, and he ended up winning the title. Now, at the tapings, without getting too spoilery, they kind of did a double turn with him and Cody, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, Wait, who was the heel and who was the face? Going into the pay-per-view, Cody was the heel, Chris Daniels was the face, and that oh, okay. sort of switched up. Uh, yeah, Chris Daniels posted ooh. something on Twitter being... Uh, you know, so basically saying he was upset at how everybody was so happy for Cody Rhodes for winning. Yeah, that's a good angle to go. Yeah. I, I am very happy for Cody Rhodes. I think that's amazing that he is he's world champion. Well, you know? and he may be collecting even more gold because this Sunday, uh, New Japan does their Long Beach shows out in California, which is going to be headlined. It's two nights. The second night going to be headlined by Cody Rhodes versus Okada for the IWGP Championship. Uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of speculation with this that Ring of Honor wouldn't have put the belt on a guy who's about to go lose on a national stage to Okada. Also, for those of you who don't know, the G1 Climax Tournament coming up, which is uh, basically sort of their money in the bank. It's a tournament where the winner gets to pick a time and place to fight for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Uh, it's done with rounds. It's very like a round-robin tournament. It's very convoluted, very involved. If you're not a fan, it's hard to follow sometimes. Uh, but the interesting note of it is that they have Okada and Omega in the same block in that tournament, which has led a lot of people mm-hmm. to believe that's where mm-hmm. Omega gets the win back, Cody gets the title, and then maybe you you see Bullet Club versus Bullet Club with Cody with Omega challenging Cody. So the interesting mm. note here being that Cody Rhodes may be in line this weekend to become the IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And At a show tor- called Climax. No, no, no. Climax is a tournament name. That's later. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the Climax, current- Great Balls. I can't keep yes. it all straight. Yes. Great, and the current great, uh, great Climax of Fire. So that's amazing. And we'll see how it plays out. It's going to be an interesting weekend. You get that? You get the th- that. That would be something. I mean, he beats Okada for that title at this point. I mean, he's probably the top guy in the business outside of the WWE. Yeah. And you get that, and you get the uh, TNA Slammiversary pay per view this weekend too. So it's going to be a busy wrestling weekend on a national level. I haven't watched Japanese wrestling in a while. Is Mitsuhara Masara still uh, wrestling, or no. what's up with that? No. Okay. All right. So I guess that's going to lead us to uh, Adam telling us where we go next since he's the host. <laughs> mm. Nobody heard me say great climax of fire. Um, <laughs> I say we close with the trivia because that's everybody's favorite part anyways. Yeah. So, uh, Feel free to play along at home. So Sal won the uh, newly revamped for a third time Fantasy League this week. Though and, I don't uh, fucking has... know how. This scoring is very convoluted. <laughs> All I know, all yeah, I know is crazy. Sal was down by a significant amount, 
had nobody that did anything of significance on SmackDown and ended up winning by like 20 fucking points. And he had like two, pe- two people <laughs> on SmackDown. I don't know what happened. Uh, I had Naomi retain her title and get me 35 points. Uh-huh. See, that's, yeah. That's well, anyway. So wait, are you saying that by virtue of Sal winning the Fantasy League, he should get to pick the order for trivia? No, Is that what you're he saying? Has, uh, no, no, no. He has his I have already discussion picked the discussion topic. topic. This is when this, this is when you tell us what the topic is. The topic is <laughs> Oh, Sal's doing trivia. Okay. Are we no, each no, doing no, a trivia no, game? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, pay the, attention, Rack. The raccoon I know, is so I know it's confused. Difficult. I'm I'm so confused. This is where this so is where listening topic, to the show when you're not on it would help you, Rackoon. Just Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Alright, this is what you guys are to discuss. It is very apropos, we, which we. is not something that uh <laughs> that, about digging in the dirt with fire implements? No. <sighs> Mongo. Mongo is the word you're looking for. Thank you, Mongo McMichaels. (laughs) Yep. What are some of your favorite rundown moments from the history of this podcast? We're going to start with Jason. Uh, Well, one of my favorites, because I don't think I've ever laughed that hard on the show, was uh, the night Troy was trying to get me to break during the Jen Ross death announcement. Not my proudest moment at all. And I didn't. I didn't want to pick that as one of mine because I didn't want you to feel bad. Not at all my proudest moment, but definitely I think one of the more entertaining moments, just because of the awfulness of it. Um, so I, I guess that's the first thing that pops right into my mind. That and uh, Troy showing live porn on the after show is another <laughs> one of my favorite moments. As well, uh, is that forever on YouTube now? So. Uh, as well as Troy's recap of uh, the Page sex tape. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which ironically was in the same episode as the Jan Ross announcement. <laughs> oh, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, Raccoon, how about some favorite moments? You've been uh, a long, long time listener and contributor. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, yep. Some of your favorite moments from the podcast? Hmm, tough call, tough call. <laughs> I would say that time when we talked about what happened in wrestling that week. <laughs> God. <laughs> <clears throat> well, Raccoon, since you refuse to, I will put you over. Okay. Um, I think it was actually episode 250 where you gave us the Enzo spiel along with your oh, crocodile friend. Yes. That was No, hilarious. Dennis Hopper, the rabbit. That's, yes, that's definitely that's right. Then, oh, then Bada boom, said, bunny and a raccoon. Yes, definitely, uh, definitely Jackson's favorite moment. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that was episode 250. I'm glad you actually know the number. I would not have known that. Uh, and well, you you way... only show up for special occasions, so it's one of those one of those exactly. even round numbers. Fair point. Going way back in the way way back machine, uh, there was an episode that I don't. It's unfortunate it's not on YouTube, but uh, Kogo Sean and Adam almost killed a man from Europe because he was, yeah. he was laughing so hard as Adam was doing his once-in-a-lifetime impression of Ryback's bully character. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, that was one of mine as well. Um, we were talking about that in the pre-show, we actually, was, before we uh, went on. By the yeah. way, I guess, uh, I guess Andy's movie ran a lot later than he thought, huh? Oh, he, say, he texted me. He said, <laughs> he said they're having a tornado watch, so he, said he had to check the weather. So apparently oh. there's some storms. There's some storms going on out there. Stand back! There's a hurricane coming through. <laughs> Kerry Von Eric. Yes, the Iowa tornado. Um, amongst amongst those that have already been mentioned, 
Jan Ross's death. And uh, why are you and, laughing? Jan Ross's death, your death favorite moment. <laughs> goes Sean and I killing a Norwegian man. Um, the my my favorite moment was honestly the reason the one that uh, the reason that it stayed for so long in the uh, in the iTunes feed before I finally removed it at the beginning of this year, <laughs> which was uh, which was Kogos Sean breaking into the studio, uh, uh, yes. taking over the taking over the Christmas show to review Backdoor into China. Um, that was a that was a perennial favorite of mine. I made sure that that was a episode forty two sub episode alpha uh, that stayed in the in the the download queue for a long time. Um, wow, that long ago. Yeah, forty two. Mm. What else? There's been so many. 258 episodes ago. Oh, there was a really great episode, possibly the greatest of all time. The night that Jason took the three-for-all title from Adam. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. It was like when Goldberg lost. It was crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> we all remember where we were on that night. Yeah, about the same place we are now, actually. Yeah, pretty yeah, same spot. <laughs> yeah, the same only spot. problem is that uh, leading into next week, we're not going to be able to have what happened last year at Great Balls of Fire trivia. So, <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. I'm, we'll we'll I'm, just pick whatever July pay per view it was. I'm all right. I'm all right with that. Fatal um, four way. <laughs> yeah. What else? There's been so many. I mean, it's been fucking six like, and a half uh, years at this point. Troy's review of the Sunny Porno was entertaining. Anything oh. involving porn on this show is always yeah, is any always porn great. reviews is always great. Oh, there was that time that Josh almost uh, uh, sued Adam and quit the show. Oh yeah, that was that was uh, that was funny to me. I oh, thought that was it hilarious. Always good when it gets contentious. <laughs> Anytime uh. Andy's on, because oh. anything that ninety percent of us say, Andy will always react in like shock and horror. Let us not forget <laughs> Veronica the fuck fuck. Yeah. Yes. And yes, Sal and yes, Sal yes. dropping the N word in a voicemail. Yes. Uh, no, oh. that was Tommy. That was not me. <laughs> big ass, big titties. <laughs> oh. Uh, Are we talking about the porn again? Carly Anderson. Blue Gallows. Blue Gallows. Yep. Oh, there was something else too Loop. that was really good. Loop Harper. Loop Harper. That's right. Loop Harper and Bray Wyatt, man. Oh, when uh, when Kogos Sean created that uh, night before Christmas poem recapping the year 2011 in wrestling, that was pretty good too. Uh, Troy's epic. No one, one remembers that. No, Troy's epic uh, one and a half hour rant <laughs> from a few weeks ago. Yeah. He just <laughs> got on here and got pissed and just went off. The drunk Troy rant was definitely a pretty stellar moment. It's been fun, you guys. And now we're Indeed. and now we're all gonna. Oh, remember that, that time Adam got chastised by his wife live? Oh on yes, air? that was one of my favorites. Oh. <laughs> and now we're all gonna kill ourselves. Yep. Uh, Although I think, drink drink I the Kool Aid for episode three hundred. It would only be fitting if Adam said something nice about the co-hosts on the show. <laughs> oh, here oh. we go. Didn't I do that on episode two fifty? Uh, do it again. I, I think we should definitely do it again. And <laughs> oh I, no, it was the uh, it was the year end awards show that we did because because somebody decided that a good category would be your favorite co-host. Oh, oh yeah. But we should definitely have to have you do it again for sure. No, I love Go all for it. I'm, and I'm sad that uh, and I'm sad that Troy and Andy aren't here for this. Let's start with Josh. But, uh... <laughs> 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 Let's not and say we didn't. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about every co-host ever historically? Yes, ever. No, because that would just take way too long. But you can do the main ones. 
You can do Andy and Troy, of course, even though they're not here. I'm sure they'll appreciate it. Well, Andy will never hear it. The, the main ones, so Jason and Troy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there was a point where you did about 100 straight episodes with Andy. Mm. Well, main ones nowadays. That's true. No, I appreciate all my co-hosts because uh, nobody wants to listen to me talk to myself. At least not for. See, I disagree. At, you did a well, that's, that's, least, that's the Nitro Mania podcast. Least not for yeah. not for three hours at a time. <laughs> okay, I'm okay. good in ten minute chunks, as you'll find out in the coming weeks. And that's what his wife will tell you too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boom! Let's go to the news. Oh, Pedro loves tuning Japanese. What say you, my friend Menchi? And I guess I'm here, too. If you're looking for wacky reviews of anime, check out Tuning Japanese. A podcast where three dudes in their 30s talk about anime. Only on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Do they drink, too? Not a little bit. I do. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to lead off the news this week with some breaking news. Uh, the following statement was issued Ooh. today by Impact Wrestling. Uh, Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions, a subsidiary of Anthem Sports and Entertainment Corp., and a parent company of Impact Wrestling announced today that it has entered into an agreement to acquire Global Force Entertainment, a.k.a. Global Force Wrestling. Oh. And uh, to think, is, that Jeff, is that Jeff Jarrett's Jeff Jarrett, the founder of both Impact Wrestling and Global Force oh. Entertainment, will join Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions as a member of its board of managers, equity owner, and chief creative officer saying, quote, we are thrilled to be joining forces with Anthem as a partner to build the business, Karen Jarrett said. Uh, this partnership will be complementary of our strengths and bolster our capabilities to grow the Impact Wrestling brand. Ed Nordham, one of our favorites on this show, as president, mm. and Jeff Jarrett as chief creative officer makes a great tag team because you've got to throw a wrestling reference in there. Uh, we are excited by the progress we have made with Impact Wrestling since acquiring this business in January. Uh, said Ed Nordholm, president of Anthem Wrestling Exhibitions. Uh, Jeff and his team have been instrumental in this success, and we are pleased that we have reached an agreement on the basis of which we can combine our businesses to continue to grow. Slammiversary 15 will be a fitting occasion to bring the promotions together and merge the titles under the new Impact Combined Belts. By combining our resources and talent, we can produce the best product for our global audience. Jarrett then added, quote, I'm going to go bang Kurt Angle's wife, slap nuts. Uh, now, for those who follow the product, you'll be well aware that Slammiversary already featured uh, the two world championships being unified, uh, the women's championship being unified. They recently held, now this is my favorite, a tag team tournament to crown new Global Force tag team champions and immediately had that tournament won by the TNA tag team champions, thereby unifying the titles. Huh. Uh, still. Who wait? Who were the T, who were the TNA tag uh, team champions? Uh, LAX. Uh, still a, LAX a is around. No, they they revamped yeah, it's them. A, a new they, iteration. Okay. Um, what about SEX Sports Entertainment Extreme, bro? Uh, no word. I'm suing James Cornette, bro. No word yet on what they're going to unify the next gen title currently held by Cody Rhodes with, but we'll have to stay tuned to find out. Maybe Ed Nordholm can tip us off. They're gonna have a they're gonna have a tournament, and it's gonna be won by the X Division champion. There you go. 
Yeah, those two titles have not yet been unified, I assume. But Cody Rhodes is done with TNA, so. Um, well, not TNA because he's still married to Brandy Rhodes, but um, he is done with Impact Wrestling. Uh, Electric Cages, bro. Speaking of which, Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion Bobby Lashley has invited President Donald Trump to the July 2nd Slammiversary pay-per-view in Orlando. Oh. Uh, Lashley and Trump previously worked together at WrestleMania 23 in the Battle of the Billionaires, which saw Trump in Lashley's corner as he defeated Umaga, who had Vince McMahon in his corner. The match ended with Trump shaving Vince's head. Lashley issued the Slammiversary invite to Trump after it was announced that Lucha legend Dos Caras will be supporting his Son, GFW Global Champion Alberto Patron appearing in his corner for the unification title main event. So, big question, guys. Do we think Donald Trump shows up at Slammiversary? Wait, Bobby no Lashley is Donald Trump's son? No, Dos Caras is yes. Alberto Del Rio's father. Will Paige be in Del Rio's Ah, corner? that's another item we might get to later on in the news, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag foreshadowing. So nobody has any thoughts Jason. on... It's Jason, gonna be Jason gets very upset. It's gonna be huge. To, Jason gets very upset when you try to spoil his news early. So nobody no. has any thoughts. I on try not Donald to. Ta- Trump. I try not to talk about Donald Trump. Uh, I I say it's very highly unlikely that the real Donald Trump shows up at Slam. Do you sell? You think? Oh God! You're saying it's gonna be fake, fake Trump and fake Rosie? It might be fake Trump. We might get a re a reiteration of fake Trump. Oof! I could see fake Trump maybe. Uh, so, former Ring of Honor tag team and TV champion Bobby Fish made his WWE NXT debut at this week's Full Sail University tapings. Uh, the debut should air on the July 5th or 12th episode. Fish wrestled Alistair Black and was introduced as making his NXT debut. He received a nice pop and work, which worked, which was said to be a good match with Black. It appears as if Fish worked the match as a heel, but there was a respect angle at the end. So, uh... Bobby Fish is a guy I've ne- never really got too hugely into. He's very talented. Um, I sort of th- great chess player. I sort of thought they w- that was Bobby Fisher. Um, I sort of <laughs> thought <laughs> they would bring maybe him in with Kyle O'Reilly as reincarnating kind of the Red Dragon tag team because I think the NXT could use tag team help. Uh, and we know Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly is my favorite character from the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> <laughs> Sal really liked that joke. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> so okay, this is this fucking news is great with all these contributions, guys. Thanks, appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, try- I'm, try- I'm only, trying. I'm trying. I've only ever worked one show with Bobby Fish, and the only thing I remember from that show is that after intermission, he came out with a Hitler mustache. Oh. No, and similar to you, Jason, I've just I've never really been into Bobby Fish's work. I haven't really seen much of it, so I really can't speak to it. Yeah. Uh, the NXT yeah. Women's Division saw several debuts and name changes at the most recent set of events. Uh, Ta- Tanara Conti, who was announced for as an entrant for the inaugural oh. May Young Classic, questionable last Neither name. An- Conti, C-O-N-T-I, made her NXT in-ring debut on Thursday at a live event in Cocoa, Florida. Uh, Teaming with Sonya Deville, the 22-year-old lost to Ruby Riot and Lacey Evans. Riot hit Deville with a wind-up overhead kick to pick up the win. Uh, Danielle Camella, who joined NXT last year, got her new ring ring name. At the recent set of tapings at Full Sail, the 24-year-old Scottsdale, Arizona native was introduced as Vanessa Bourne. No relation to Evan, as far as I know. 
Uh, NXT recruit Bianca Blair also got her new ring name. Blair, who calls herself the EST of NXT, will be known as Bianca Belair going forward. Her new name... What's the EST? I have no idea. Her new name was unveiled Friday at the WWE NXT tapings at Full Sail Live. And I believe all three of these women are going to be in the Mae Young Classic. So uh, starting to cultivate that new talent in the women's division. Yeah, so look for your Veronica Airborne shirts coming to the uh, NXT shop <laughs> soon. Adam will have three of them. So Rachel Jeez. Ellering, I know, is confirmed for me. That's May Young Rachel Classic. Evers. Rachel Evers. Which was oh, really great. They changed her they name? Came, she, had, she came out to the ring the other day wearing an RE shirt, and that works whatever name she's using. So good on her. Right. There you go. Um, I had heard Santana Garrett, but I know that she was doing tapings with Impact recently, so maybe not. She's not confirmed yet. There's only a handful that have been confirmed. I think like one-third of the field. So, um, Bad news, Garrett. Have- <laughs> now, are they going to tape? Now, this would be an interesting concept. If they took the winner of the women's tournament and put her in a program with Asuka and gave her an instant title shot. Or Asuka mm-hmm. says, hey, I'm going up, forfeits the title, and the finals end up being for the belt. Um, here's my here's my point of all. So the, we don't think we don't think they're doing the Ember Moon thing anymore. I don't know, um, but of all the names introduced, I've yet to hear really any from the main roster. None from the NXT roster. Well, I mean from the unknown NXT <coughs> roster, yes. But I mean none of your your Ruby Riots, your um, Lacey Evans, your I mean, Lacey Evans might be, but your you know your more well known your Nikki Crosses, your Peyton Royces. Those names don't seem to be in it, and to me that's sort of how are you selling me that this tournament is the best women available if the best women you have aren't even in it? Is the plan at all to bring in some legends, quote unquote, like they did for the cruiserweight tournament? There were where rumors of Brian Kendrick and Alita. Oh, we'd actually being in it. There were rumors. Of, well, now she's going to call it, so those are probably not yeah. going to happen. Um, I had heard all the names being. I like that you're around, hedging your bets there. Serena Deeb was the name so I mentioned she's last probably week. Probably not going to. Oh, Serena, okay. Has she grown her hair back know, yet? But she's grown her boobs. <laughs> hey. Hey-o. Yeah, I mean, like you said, they've only announced like a, a third of the competition, so there's still plenty of spots open for the NXT superstars. But on the same point that you would think that they would announce those first because those are the people that we know. Right. But, no, he brings up a good point because in the Dusty Rhodes Classic, it's full of tag teams that we already mm-hmm. know. But in the Cruiserweight Classic last year, they didn't have anybody that we knew. And there was plenty of guys. Well, that Tommaso and Johnny Gargano were in there. Yep. Yes. Um, and Kendrick yeah, was, wasn't Kendrick. Tajiri. Well, he came back. It wasn't like he was in NXT. Tajiri, yeah. To your, you know, they should probably put Peyton Royce in there. But I don't know. Are they going to do that? Are they going to stick with uh, women who we've never seen before, I guess? I don't know. I, Right off the bat, my original thing was I would book Sonya Deville to win it because they're playing her up as this badass MMA chick, and I think winning this tournament would be a great way to kind of push her to the top of the NXT card somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll see what they do with it, but that was my initial thing. We'll have to wait and see who else is in it, obviously. Um, Or maybe Omega just wins the whole thing and then goes on to challenge Asuka because that's what Omega does. Um, Kenny Kenny Omega's in the women's tournament? That's what I'm saying. Maybe he'll (laughs) enter himself in there. He could. Kenny Omega can do anything, and he'll get seven stars for it. So, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Impact Wrestling's Thomas Latimer, also known as Bram, a.k.a. the former Mr. Charlotte, uh, was badly injured last week in a match in Rome, Italy. 
Uh, Nick Magnus Aldis, the original Captain Arby's, who worked the show with Latimer, wrote on Twitter that Latimer underwent surgery after suffering a nasty injury. He said that he wouldn't go into specifics because he would let him do that when he wanted to, but he said he would need to, to, his surgery went fine. Uh, saying, quote, he was in good spirits, but shaken up as it was a nasty injury. Uh, Latimer is not in a major program with Impact Wrestling and is not currently advertised for Sunday's Slammiversary pay-per-view. Uh, Aldis said that he was told the surgery went fine, but that they were not very forthcoming with more information. So, uh, You know what that means. Slightly severed sin- spinal cord. It could be. Uh, you know, want to wish Bram a good recovery. Uh there are stories about him not being the nicest guy in the world, if you will, but uh, you know you don't want to see anybody injured in the ring. And uh, I'm wondering what Tommy Moltisanti would think about someone being injured in Italy during a <laughs> wrestling match. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm wondering. Graham, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll uh, I'll give a shout out to Troy right here, who's covering uh, old episodes of NXT on NXT Revisited. Uh, was employed by the WWE as part of the original Ascension. And uh, I always thought the guy was a hell of a talent. I enjoyed his work in TNA, but um, depending on the severity of this injury, uh, I can't see him going back to TNA. I think his contract was coming up anyway, so... Ram, coming to a local high school near you, apparently. Mm, To a local morgue. Hopefully that... Hopefully that... uh local high school is handicapped accessible um oh. <laughs> uh jesse sorry <laughs> he's fighting again it took him like yeah he was years. on nxt a couple times he was on nxt yeah oh, uh, a couple go. quick notes it appears that carmella has joined the cast of total divas as on thursday oh. maurice posted a picture a photo of herself and carmella with the hashtag total divas so uh Carmella probably a good pick of the main roster women at the moment to join the cast. She kind of seems like, of course, they'll be able to delve sort of into her relationship with cast too, which is another aspect the show likes to do. So, um, mm. be interesting to see if that has anything to do with why she's now all of a sudden getting pushed into the title picture with winning Money in the Bank. But I don't know, an interesting move by the WWE. Yeah, I still won't watch. Well, you know, it's no Bachelorette. Uh, Apollo Crews has become a father. As WWE.com announced on Thursday that the Raw superstar and his partner Linda welcomed their first child, Sade Sophia. So welcome uh, to the world. Sade? Well, I'm assuming it's Sade. S-A-D-E. Wow. Great great singer. So uh, congratulations to Apollo on the birth of his first child. Um, Western man. Sorry. I, I... didn't, didn't they say something on Raw when he first started hanging out with Titus that he was already a father? No, that he was about to be a father, and di- oh, diapers weren't okay, cheap, okay. so you needed to hang with Apollo. Yeah, and, yeah, that, uh, I remember them going down yeah. that route, so I thought he had already no. had the baby, but congrats. <laughs> uh, the, as Sal informed us earlier, the May Young Classic will be called by WWE Hall of Fame announcer Jim Ross, who will be joined on color commentary by four-time women's champion and WWE Hall of Famer Lita, the tournament named after the WWE Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest WWE be superstars in history, Mae Young will feature 32 of the top female competitors from around the world participating in a single elimination tournament. Uh, anybody excited to hear Lita on color commentary? No. Have you ever heard Lita on panel? I heard she gives good panel. <laughs> Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Somebody got the joke. Woohoo. 
I mm-hmm. love that show. Um, yeah, this is uh, her and Jim Ross. I feel like this guy, they, they should put a buffer between them because that's not going to work well. I think Renee Young would be a good buffer in that situation where she's not uh, yeah. great Absolutely. technically with the wrestling stuff and Lita can handle that, but Renee Young can kind of handle more of the you know back and forth you know discussion, give and take aspect of it. But you know what I admit on my part is kind of sad is the fact they're having you know they're paying tribute to women by having the Mae Young Classic. But as someone like me who never watched Mae Young when she was uh, in her prime, all I think of is oh yeah, the old broad who showed her tits at Royal Rumble 2000. Got hit in the head with a Jeff Jarrett guitar. Took a power bomb by Devon Dudley. Those are those are my Mae Young memories. Bubba Ray. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Bubba Ray. I, I shouldn't confuse. Yeah, that two. Royal Rumble thing is still in the smack bank. Um. <laughs> oh, how could it not be? I mean, geez, you know. <laughs> I mean, that, allegedly it was a prosthetic, but uh, that would make sense because I mean there were enough fake tits in the ring at the time. But but still, um, yeah. Oh, so, that was them hedging their bets and saying that they put fake boobs on May Young and it wasn't actually her. Boobs. Uh, just to get caught up a little bit on the side, which I missed. Uh, Smathers said the christening of the Smathers Lounge was his highlight of of the rundown thus far. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and also says that Kenny Omega can enter the women's tournament if Ellsworth can win the money in the bank. Don't gender hate. So, yeah. There you point. go. Uh, speaking of hate, w- Hulk Hogan and WWE officials are in talks about a return for the Hulkster. Uh, with, the, with the decision of... Speaking of uh, people saying the N-word like we did earlier. With the decision of whether or not he wants to return to the company currently being in Hogan's court. According to Fightful.com... Please say no. It is being said that WWE has reached out to Hogan for a return to the company. The company is said to have approached Hogan with the proposal of a renewed working relationship and that Vince McMahon has personally touched base with Hogan on the same. It is also being reported that Hogan is currently unsure about whether or not he wants to return because he is in, quote, a good place financially after receiving a $31 million settlement from Gawker. It is also being reported that Hogan is currently out of shape as his weight has soared over 300 pounds. If he were interested in a return, it wouldn't be until... Oh, in that case, please come back because I want to see that. If he he were interested in a return, it wouldn't be until he got into, quote, Hulkster shape. Uh, WWE terminated its contract with Hogan on July 24th, 2015, stating that they are committed to embracing and celebrating individuals from all backgrounds. The termination coincided with the publication by the National Enquirer and Radar Online of an anti-black rant made by Hogan on his controversial leaked sex tape, which he has heard expressing disgust with the notion of his daughter with any black man, referenced by repeated uses of a racial slur favorited by LaMelo Ball. Uh, Hogan also yeah. admitted to being, quote, a racist to a point. Vince, I'll, I'll come back, dude. Just, just don't put me with New Day, dude. Uh, no, you can just get with that, uh, I, get, just get that Von Eric fellow to call him fags again. The New, the, oh, the new gay, uh, Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, well, he didn't say the F word. <laughs> he, he said new, the new gay guys or something accidentally. He tripped. He slipped up. It's okay. Again, I only want to see Hulk Hogan come back if it's 300-pound Yokozuna Hulk, because that would just be hysterical. But other than that... Hey, his build wrestling okay. weight was always 303, so that's right on Hulkster shape, <laughs> if you ask me. Uh, so to wrap it up this week, a little bit of questionable news. Uh, question circulating if Paige and Alberto Del Rio have called it quits. 
Apparently, they had mm-hmm. a blow-up while vacationing in Orlando on Saturday that resulted in El Patron calling off their relationship, according to SEScoops.com. Uh, according to a source mm-hmm. close to both of them who was present when it all went down, most of El Patron's friends and family are glad he pulled the plug on the relationship. However, Mike Johnson mm-hmm. of PWI Insider is re- disputing the breakup, saying that the rumors of their relationship ending are incorrect, according to sources close to the couple who reached out to him. He said, quote, we don't like to delve into the personal stories unless they have an actual bearing on the business end of professional wrestling. But for those who have asked, we are told the rumors of Alberto and Paige relationships ending, uh, according to the sources close to the couple who reached out. Oh, are incorrect, according to sources close to the couple who reached out to PWInsider.com. It should be noted that they've broken up at least once before and quickly got back together again. Uh, Paige and El Patron quickly apparently responded to rumors of their breakup via Twitter. Shortly after the rumor broke, Paige tweeted, quote, Relax, people, LOL. Then early Monday morning, El Patron tweeted, tweeted, Okay, Marks, leave us alone. Internet shit is internet shit. We are perfect as always. His tweet was deleted a few hours later. El Patron also liked this tweet, saying that everybody should be talking about his match against Lashley next Sunday at Slammiversary instead of his relationship with Paige. So whether or not this relationship is over, I think we can all agree it's going down in a fiery playing wreck at some point. It's more a matter of when than if. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a when thing. Um, obviously, this was just a big blown-out fight, and uh, probably there's a lot of issues that they've had over the past year that you know only a couple of them have been made public. But, yeah, I, I don't see them actually getting married. I think that would be a very bad mistake by him. And, and her. Well, she's apparently, from what she said on her Twitter, that she's apparently head over heels in love with him, like to the point of like scouring up her body. So, did, did have, you, have you seen those well, videos? Yeah. Oh, there, there's something to behold. That's for sure. Which hole? <laughs> the the beehole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the beehole. Yeah. yeah. Yep, definitely. <laughs> A lot of things were in the beehole. Um. Yes. <laughs> so that's going to do it for the. That's how we're going to end the news segment on the 300th episode of the Rundown. That seems strangely fitting. Say it's fitting. Fitting, yeah. fitting. Can't think. Fitting right in the beehole. Can't, can't think of a more perfect way to get uh, to, to go into the trivia than talking about Paige's but, beehole. But you, you already knew that. <laughs> nice. Thank you. Nick. So trivia? Yes, please. Yes. All right. Well, so Adam, you're still the reigning defending <laughs> world champion, are you not? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, you, you actually. Oh, okay. I thought Adam beat you in the interim. I, I remember you winning, but I no, thought Adam he won has a yet one. to never win okay. anything since then. Since, oh well, since never mind. Then. Adam lost. He has not won any trivia game. Downward spiral. Oh, okay. Well, in that he case, <laughs> he hasn't won a case. fantasy league. He hasn't won any trivia's. <laughs> Have I? Uh, well, I don't in that case, Jason, I guess. Uh, yes, you did. You did once. Well, Jason, I'll let you. Do, would you like to go first, or would you like to defer? Uh, if I go last, that means I get to answer the last question, correct? Uh, if you go second, you would get to answer the well, last question. Well, I'll do question. that. All right. So I guess Adam can go first then, which makes it easy going by your Skype pictures, actually. So give me one second here. I'm going to bring in. I uh... know uh, I won't screw it. Oh, I'll just I'll just blacken the screen. 
Okay. So Adam. I was hoping for Jonathan Papillon. Uh, he's over there. I just can't reach him from here. <laughs> you mean it's Andy's dog, Zeus? <laughs> yeah. So, Adam, you get to pick from the first three categories, and they are ahem. Oh, you used to know? Questions about famous wrestling concussions. <laughs> After that, forcible entry? Questions about the WCW invasion of the WWF. And, of course, 605 No Longer Live? Questions about Yokozuna. <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, I think I'll go, Oh, you used to know? Oh, okay. So, Adam, you get the first question. In 1999, Goldberg famously ended Bret Hart's career by kicking him in the head and accidentally causing a severe concussion to the hitman. At which major WCW pay-per-view did this happen? Um... Was it Starcade? It was Starcade. Very good. On the board. Jason, you get the next one. In 2013, Triple H suffered a kayfabe concussion in his match with which returning wrestler? What, what year was it? Uh, 2013. Was that the Brock Brock Lesnar? It, it no. was not. Sal, do you remember who it oh, was? That would have been my guess. Uh, a returning wrestler in 2013. Yes. Kayfabe concussion, not a real one. Was it Sting? It was not Sting. Adam, do you know the answer? Uh, <laughs> Brock Lesnar was my guess. Um, 2013. Uh, the Undertaker. Oh, I'm surprised none of you guys remember this. Remember when Curtis Axel made his oh, return? Jesus. Oh, God. They repackaged him. He got the count out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I guess, yeah. All right. That's fine. Return renamed. And Sal, you get this one, the third one. Daniel Bryan allegedly <laughs> suffered a concussion, a real concussion this time, in a match against which wrestler in 2015, which ultimately may have led to his forced retirement? Uh, that was Kane, I believe. Twas not Kane. Oh. Adam, do you know who it was? I believe it was Randy Orton. Twas not Randy no. Orton. Jason, Shame. do you know the answer? That is correct. We are tied at one after the first round, so that means, Jason, you get the next round of clues. You can pick from the Superintendent Chalmers category, which is, of course, questions about Skinner. <laughs> after that, after that, P.S. I hate you, questions about Michael P.S. Hayes. And, of course... Did we suck each other's dicks in 68 or 70, where I give you three events and you name the year they happened? Uh, I'll go Michael P.S. Hayes. Oh, good. P.S. I hate you. So, Jason, what does the P.S. in Hayes' nickname stand for? I believe it's purely sexy. You believe the correct answer. (laughs) Gross. Yes. Uh, Sal, which up-and-coming WWF tag team did did Hayes briefly manage in 1999? The Hardy Boys. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Yeah. Fucking gross, tight t-shirt, big <laughs> pants. D- d- yeah. Uh, and Adam, in 2008, Michael P.S. Hayes was suspended for 60 days for using a racial slur during a conversation with which wrestler? Oh, boy. Oh, sorry, what year was it? Uh, 2008. Eight. It's a very racial slur-heavy episode of The Rundown. <laughs> was it Mark Henry? It was okay. Mark Henry. Can I just briefly, going back to the discussion topic, because it's, it's just, just doing this, reminded me of it, that uh, the 
the streak that we had with my favorite uh, three-for-all topic of all time. Mom, what's happening to my body? Questions about first blood matches. There you go. So, uh, there you go. So you can name that as your all-time favorite <laughs> three-for-all category on the 300 Oh, it episode. absolutely would be. Mine too. I'm, I'm sad it got picked. But anyway, so let's see. Who, who picked that? Oh, Jason, you did. So Sal, now you get to pick. And your categories are when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're sending Tito Santana. Questions about WrestleMania 4, which took place at Trump Plaza. After that, every time I... After that, every time I shoot, I do it for you. Questions about Brian Adams, a.k.a. Crush. And, te- and of course, Ted Turner has Cades. Questions about WCW Starcade pay-per-views. Oh, man, what a bunch of horrible categories. <laughs> Ted Turner to um, fuck Adam over. Yeah, you know what? Let's do the Ted Turner category. All right, Ted Turner has Cades. So, which longtime WCW wrestler competed in a record 10 World Heavyweight Championship matches at Starcade over the years? That's got to be the Nature Boy. That is correct. That's got to be Flair. That's right. And we actually, by the way, have a three-way tie right now, so this is, this is close. Uh, Adam, Starcade 1994's main event was Hulk Hogan versus Ed Leslie. Which gimmick was Leslie using at that time? <laughs> and yes, this actually main event at a Starcade. Uh, well, I know in September of 95, he was Zodiac. (laughs) So I'm going to guess Zodiac. It was Uh, not the Zodiac. Jason, do you know which one it was? was? It was the Butcher. Because he butchered his friendship with Hulk Hogan. And Jason, this one's for you as well. Starcade 1997 drew the highest buy rate of any WCW pay-per-view in history, thanks to a main event which had been built up for over a year. Which two wrestlers competed in that main event? That was Hogan and Sting. That is I correct. I knew that one. Yeah, we all knew that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, Adam, you get to pick the next categories. Uh, going into uh, this round, it is Jason 4, Adam and Sal tied at 2. So, Adam, you'll have to choose wisely. Your categories are 1 plus 1 equals two zeros, where I give you two names and you tell me which forgettable tag team they formed. <laughs> After that, let's get saddam questions about WrestleMania 7. And, of course, technical term 2000, where I give you the technical term of a wrestling move and you tell me the name by which it's better known. Oh, mm. interesting. Uh, it's not going to be WrestleMania 7, I'll tell you that much. Bastard. Um, mm. Not a fan of Slaughter's title reign? Well, if you've listened, well, you don't listen. If you've listened to the last, the last two times they've done, what was this match at this paper? I'm not good at that. <laughs> um, oh, boy. I think I'm going to go with Technical Team 2000. Ooh. Technical, technical term, term 2000. 2000. So the technical term is a delayed vertical suplex power slam. What do we better know? That, that would by? be the jackhammer. That is correct. Jason, you get the next one. Pretty simple one, or simple term anyway. A falling side slam. Falling side. As a finisher? As a finisher, yep. Say the DDT. <laughs> is there, is there a falling side time limit here? No. I'll give you five more seconds. Five, four, 
Right, you can't count down. That's not fair. I, mean, that's <laughs> I know I'm, I, I'm visualizing the wrong move. I think that's why I'm getting stuck. Uh, Michinoku driver. Yes. It is not the Michinoku driver. Uh, Sal, do you know the answer? I'm just going to go with a sidewalk slam. It is not a sidewalk slam. Adam, do you have a, a guess? A falling side slam? Falling side slam. It's one of two. I'm just going to go with my first instinct and say the rock bottom. What was your second the instinct? The FU? The AA? Which is not that either. Well, actually, the rock bottom is correct. Okay. So you get the go points team. for it. How is that a side? No, never mind. Because he's... I don't know. I've never he heard falls that. Down when he gives I've never the heard that phrase before. <laughs> and Sal, you get the next one. The running double knee face breaker. The running double knee face breaker. Um, I know it as the Elijah Express. The Elijah Express. I I don't know <laughs> what that one is, but um, is there another name by which you know <laughs> Whoa, it? Oh, so we get multiple shots here. <laughs> he may, gave an answer. Well, I just don't it know was, if it's the same move. It, it might not be the, the same correct move. But... Answer that you were looking for. Move on. No, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. All right, Adam. Do, do you know what the answer is? Running, what was it? Running. Running double knee face breaker. So no. The code break. The code breaker. <laughs> that is correct. Yes, it is the code breaker. What? Although, is the is the Elijah Express the same thing? No, he literally <laughs> okay. runs at you while you're in the turnbuckle and hits you with two knees in the face. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, anyway. So going into the final round, it is Adam 5, Jason 4, Sal 2. So Jason, choose wisely. Your categories are, it's always bloody in Philadelphia questions about ECW. Oh, pick that one. <laughs> <laughs> After that, they're real and they're unspectacular, where I give you an active WWE wrestler's name and you tell me his gimmick name. And then, of course, painful tug jobs, questions about matches that Fred Ottman lost. All right, we're going to ECW. Yes. ECW, all right. So, Jason, your question. At ECW's first pay-per-view, Barely Legal 1997, which veteran wrestler defeated Raven to win the ECW World Heavyweight Championship? Damn it. That, that is correct. That one. Well, Sal, you get the next one. In 1999, ECW got its first national television exposure when they were given a weekly TV show on which network? TNN. I knew that one, too. TNN. There you go. And then they dumped him for Raw. <laughs> and so, Adam, this one is for the win. You're tied at five, but if you get this, you get the victory. In April 2000, the reigning ECW World Heavyweight Champion defected to WCW, resulting in Paul Heyman filing an injunction because Eric Bischoff allegedly wanted to have that champion throw the title in a garbage can on that Nitro. never been done before. Who, yeah. Who was that reigning ECW champion? Was that not Mike Awesome? Damn it. That was Mike Awesome. That is correct. Pulled it out at the end. Adam, you win six to five I, to three. Congratulations. You've, you've I'm stolen protesting falling side slam. I've never heard that expression <laughs> before. And, and, Adam knew no, what it Adam was, though. Guessed. And that was the only category, the question in that category I've never heard of. So I, 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 that's, I'm filing a protest on that one. Also, okay. Jericho doesn't run when he does the Agreed, same thing. That, that, that whole category should be thrown out, and any points anyone received in it should be thrown out as well. 
I feel Fair like enough. we got a uh, sore loser on our hands. Nah. <laughs> well, Adam, it is fitting for episode 300 that you win back your title, but one day you will. And what, what was the what was that category that I won it on? Oh, it was. Uh, it's always bloody it in Philadelphia. The CW category that you specifically asked for. We'll, we'll just we'll just wait there until the next uh, what happened last year on the pay per view. So. <laughs> oh no! Absolutely. <laughs> yep. You'll you'll get your revenge at uh, rundown episode three fifty. Yeah. Uh, I'll get my revenge at next week's rundown when we go through whatever happened at July's pay per view last year. <laughs> there you go. All right. So on that note, what was July's uh, no It was actually Battleground, which SmackDown oh. is still doing. So I don't know what they do at that point, though. Good to know. Oh, that's the July pay per view. Okay, that's good to know. That's good to know. So, unless anybody has anything else to add, uh, happy three hundred. That's a perfect bowling score. <laughs> Indeed, that's right. It's also a movie about uh, some Spartans. It's a movie about abs. It's a movie about For all abs. of the wrestling podcasts that have pod faded. That's still not a word. <laughs> Just you, Cabana, and Austin have three hundred episodes in Jericho. Oh, real? Oh, Jericho is three. Does he have three hundred? Actually, I don't know if Jericho's hit three hundred yet because he's never uh, he made a big he's deal. Tw- about, he's so twice he a week, so I would imagine he probably has. Yeah, that doesn't really count. Huh. That's it, man. You're in elite company. You, Austin, and wow. Cabana. Wow. Pretty impressive. How is Austin at, at three hundred? He hasn't been doing it that long. Is he twice a week? He does twice a week. week. Doesn't he do? Well, if, yeah, he if does twice, twice a week. week doesn't yeah. count for Jericho. Then it doesn't count for Austin either. Oh, Austin started like a year before Jericho. <laughs> Doesn't he have like two separate ones, like the censored yeah. and the uncensored? Yes, but they're but both the same, Steve same Austin, guest size. So. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the 300th episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Ah, mm. uh, we got plugs here. It's a uh, Thursday, June 28th, 2000. I uh, know it's Wednesday. Sorry, June 27th, 2017. 450. No, it's Wednesday, June 28th, but that's okay. Yep, I put Thursday, June 28th on my notes. Anyway, 453 days since Asuka won the NXT Women's Championship. God damn. Also, I'm going to give uh, quick props to Smathers on the side because apparently he was playing along during uh, 3 for all. Oh. Which might count as cheating if you read those answers, but that's okay. <laughs> so that's how Adam knew it was a rock bottom. I don't look at the, ch- at the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, so you're saying Smathers is posting all no, in vain? Jason's in charge of the chat room, so if anybody's cheating, it was Jason. Uh, okay. Yeah, Smathers says he got three points, so he's very proud of himself. <laughs> there you go. Would have come in uh, uh, he third also place. Said that the only current wrestling podcast he listens to is this Pritchard and the Raw Attitude. Oh, uh, oh. So he loves this show. Beautiful. Thanks, buddy. Shout out to Smathers. Then, all right. Good, good taste. He got the answers on a card. Um, except for Pritchard. Fuck Pritchard. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> For a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial of Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash rundown, like Troy said earlier. Get those get those books he talked about. I'm sorry, what? Uh, speak. Hmm? You could buy on your Audible, maybe uh, maybe buy If They Only Knew by China. Now, what was the uh, the variation of the rock bottom called? Was it the falling side slam? The falling okay. side Google slam. Google doesn't fucking know it. So, I again issue a protest. I, I, All I, right. I Google what? Falling Side Slam and I get Power Slam. So <laughs> there is no reference on the top page to the rock bottom. I feel if Google, I, if the answer is not on Google, 
I feel like this is this protest needs to. We need to have a. The title should be held in abeyance. <laughs> yes. Well, I sent a direct message to The Rock on Twitter, and he told me that's what it was I called. Believe, I believe the title is in so. abeyance. I'm just saying. Okay. Controversial ending I, to three for all. I do. Controversy creates cash. I defer to our MC. I feel like the 300th. I, I feel Actually, like for controversy to end trivia on 300 is a perfect way to do it. <laughs> they. Well, actually, could you buy the book "Controversy Creates Cash" with your free Audible trial? I don't know. Of course, I already own it in hardback, hardcover. So there you go. Have you read it yet? Some of it. You could try to buy yeah, Vince okay. Russo's book, but it would pop up a message. Are you really sure, bro? Are you really sure, bro? Are you really and sure, would, bro? Yeah. Would call it, which which Russo book? I would call you gay. <laughs> yeah. Would you buy the the Vince Russo book "Forgiven" or how the wrestling industry? Killed Vince Russo or whatever the fuck it's called. Who cares? We don't talk about him on this show because he's a no, douchebag. No. Uh, no, plugs. Uh, according to Troy, I... Bruce Lee wrestling. Hmm? What was that noise that you just made? Never mind. So we definitely said falling side slam, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's the lifting side slam. Oh. So the, the question given to me was lifting falling yeah, what's the difference? difference it's formatted incorrectly which caused me to not be able to get the answer if you had said lifting every time i but how many times have we driven down the street and seen that side that says beware of lifting rocks abeyance it is <laughs> abeyance is your rundown trivia champion fair so enough bruce city wrestling returns to the world's <laughs> largest music festival Summerfest. Yeah. Oh, at God. Henry Meyer Festival Park on Milwaukee's lakefront with the first night of Slamapalooza on Saturday, July 1st with a 5 p.m. bell time. Uh, it will be located on the basketball court at the Sports Zone. The show is free with paid admission to the festival. Go to summerfest.com for li- all listings for entertainment. Go to brewcitywrestling1.com for more information on that. And for- hey. Former rundown sit-down oh, guest, one- the fabled one Aesop Mitchell, will be on that show, so go check that out. Mm-hmm. One quick note: If you go to the Rock's uh, Wikipedia page and go to his in wrestling section next to Rock Bottom, it does say "Falling Side Slam" and it does have its own that's Wikipedia entry. By, that's entered Ooh. by fans. That has nothing to do with anything. I could write that. That's entered by Raccoon about yeah, exactly. two seconds ago. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Falling Side Slam. Yeah. Enter. <laughs> also called the Uranagi, if you will. If you will. If you will, um, Jason. Yeah. What uh, what might we be doing on the 23rd of July? Well, it's a special event for you, Adam, so I'll let you fill people <laughs> in on that. Since you just were just added to a very special I, I, event. I and I appreciate you doing that for me. The El Mundo Fan Fest, Sunday, July 23rd, at the prestigious, the historic Fenway Park in Boston, Woo! Massachusetts. Uh <laughs> Is there a lineup for that? Is there? Is there? No, name? nothing yet. No Anything announcements yet. yet. So, but it's an all day long carnival. Yes, you, did it, you guys did it last year. Yep. Had a great time. I'm very beyond thrilled to be uh, allowed to take part this year. And again, I thank you for that publicly. Uh, so be on the lookout for that on July 23rd. Now that's and, that's at Fenway. So you're, you're John Cena has confirmed he's going to go to that because it's in his back. It's his backyard. Of course, right? he's going to skip yep. on SmackDown just for that. <laughs> Uh, Daniel Price has joined us on the side. Better late than never, Daniel. He asks the question, is that a Dusty Rhodes raccoon? 
At times. Indeed, it is. Dusty Rhodes record. You you did you missed the uh, you missed the Dusty Rhodes impression. Yeah. It was, uh, I th- well, yeah. I think you're responding to the fact that I just said, "If you will," he said. Uh, Tell Price he needs to pitch better. He said, "Someone on a someone on a <laughs> podcast I go to made an offer for me to call in and shoot on Meltzer. I'm very tempted. Okay, anyone wants anyone Do wants it. to shoot on Meltzer, you go right ahead." Uh, Smathers says, "To be fair, there's three or four minute delay on the chat room, so it negates any chatting." Or cheating, sorry. Cheating. Uh, and oh, is it that I long? God so. damn. I, I haven't noticed that, but we'll, we'll have to check next time. Uh, and said, Daniel Price said his review of Dominion was on. Oh, was an insult to Naito, so. Oh. Oh. Controversy creating cash over here yeah. on the side as well. Going at Meltzer hard. So we're going to have to schedule the. Uh, the, the showdown between Adam and I to determine who is the rightful <laughs> rundown trivia. We champion. can do episode three hundred, episode three hundred sub alpha. We and, might have to settle. do that. I think so. Is there a website for for El Mundo Fan Fest? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Well, if okay. there is, we'll so just look for it on look for it on Facebook. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure it's on Facebook. Johnny Mundo. Uh, yes, and then uh, we'll, we'll be updating we you in the coming weeks as more information yes. becomes available. What are we doing the uh, the next Sunday there? What are we doing the next Sunday? Oh, we have Yankee Homecoming with Atlantic Pro Wrestling uh, live. Newbury's Old Town uh, Festival. Uh, every year we do it. It's big outside events. Free show. Come out. See the stars of Atlantic Pro Wrestling compete for free. And we will be crowning the first ever king of APW with the qualifying matches beginning that day. Again, free show. Can't go wrong. Free show. Actually... Well, that actually reminds me, because next Tuesday, I have a quick Go for plug, it. if I may. Sure. Uh, annually, you know that the uh, Bedford and St. Asylum, every uh, 4th of July, does their special event called In Demented's Day, where they let their uh, their inmates loose in, uh, in a field with nothing but a sock full of nickels and a frozen rainbow trout. So definitely check that out. I think the rainbow trout is new this year. Yeah, it's, an, it's, yeah, it's a new tradition, but the trout is new this year. Jason. Yeah. So, How did so uh, the APW nozzles. show go with um, the send-off of Demon Ortiz? Oh, it was great. It was a uh, very cool thing to be a part of. Um, I actually was... Rich Palladino was uh, the ring announcer that night. Did an amazing job, as Rich Palladino always does. Um, yep. And Former former rundown sit-down guest, yes, Rich Palladino. Yes. Absolutely. And ironically, mm-hmm. he was supposed to introduce Demon for the segment... Uh, about five minutes before we were supposed to go up, he said, like, you know what? You work here with them all the time. You should do it. So I went up there with nothing prepared, uh, winged it, but uh, everyone seemed to appreciate the intro I gave him. Uh, and just uh, I've known Louie a long, long time uh, since he was training back at Killer Kowalski's Institute. So to be able to be the last person to introduce him to a ring uh, is something I'm going to carry with me for a long time, a very special thing for me. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, so wait, on that note, at the Fenway Park show, will they be retiring Demon Ortiz's number? I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, just, just let that one just let that one soak. Uh, so that is the thirtieth at uh, Old Yankee Homecoming in uh, Newbury, Mass. Again, free, free, free on the Bartlett Mall. Uh, Daniel liked your announcement. Uh, Raccoon says three stages of Asylum Hell, sock of nickels, uh, frozen trout slap. And lithium on a pole match. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. I forgot to. He's right. I forgot to add that part at the end. Yeah. I'm glad he Is reminded Judy me. Is Judy Bagwell on the pole holding the lithium? Or? 
Okay. She is, yes. Yes. Uh, holding a pinata <laughs> as well. <laughs> that she drops immediately. Uh, as, Okla- as Oklahoma sits by at ringside. <laughs> Fun times ahead for the Nitromania podcast. Uh, Juventud Guerrero, the great linebacker from Tijuana <laughs> State. That actually happened. Lucky okay. Pro Wrestling presents Summer Sizzle Saturday, August 5th at the Elks Hall in Clinton, Massachusetts. Already announced for that show. Uh, Vern Vicalo defending the LPW Championship against Robo, the Punjabi Lion. Uh, Is it a Punjabi prison match? Punjabi prison. It's it's (laughs) not. Uh, There's no room for a Punjabi prison at the Clinton Elks Hall. Good lucky. It could be a very very small prison. It's a prison of your mind. Davian. (laughs) Abu Ghraib. Jesus. Defending the LPW Women's Championship. Are there limits in that match? Davian defending the LPW Women's Championship. No, this is Lucky Pro Wrestling, not Limits. Against Deanna Perrazzo, former NXT uh, star Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, a special challenge match, Sweatboy Christopher James versus a uh, mercenary of Brian. Sweatboy? Sweat versus a mercenary of Brian Cairo's choosing. If Sweatboy should defeat the wrestler of Brian Cairo's choosing, then Sweatboy gets Ooh, three minutes in the ring alone go. with Brian Cairo. To wasn't he, in the, Boy, uh, wasn't uh, he in the flock? Mm-hmm. Sweat boy, no? you. Uh, yeah, I thought he was the guy who mops up in between uh, in between timeouts at the. Celtics yeah, he's got game. the towel. He wipes Brian Cairo's sweat off his forehead. You, uh, uh, you, you were talking about today's anniversaries earlier. Today is actually the twentieth anniversary of the Evander Holyfield Mike Tyson ear biting incident. There you go. Oh, oh wow. See, I thought you were going to say it was the tenth anniversary of LeBron's decision, but I think that's a couple weeks away. Well, actually, that's an important moment for wrestling, too, because they suspended Tyson, which enabled him to work with the WWE and help kickstart the Attitude Era. Which you can hear all about on the Raw Attitude podcast. Oh, there you go. What do you know? I was going to plug that in just a little bit, but but thank you. But thank you. Uh, Yes, also appearing the new LPW Hard Knocks champion, Brick Mastone, the LPW Tag Team Champions, the Aristocrats, plus Donovan Dijak, Mm -hmm. Mikey Webb, Scotty Slade, the three horsemen of LPW. Uh, Adira, Isana, Jim Whoa. Anderson, Anthony Green, Cam Zagami, Bo Douglas, more to be announced, all on August 5th at the Elks Hall in Clinton, Massachusetts. So come on out for that. Uh, Liberty States returns Saturday, September 9th. Elkmania presents Elkmania 5. Elks. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, September 23rd at the Beverly Salem Elks Lodge in Beverly, Mass. Uh, more info on those shows as they get closer. In the beginning, there was a match. Like a wrestling match or like a like a strike anywhere match? <laughs> Flames shot everywhere. Okay, strike anywhere match. Okay. Yeah. But actually, well, that, that pun reminds me of the time that TNA put a thing across the bottom saying, what's your favorite Jeff Hardy match? And someone he wrote, uh, the one that he used to burn down his house. <laughs> oh. So... so. I, so just tying that together. Yeah, my just favorite one is still Victory Road with Sting. Oh, yeah, that's 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 a classic. <laughs> what do you do if Roman walks in right now, Raccoon? Are you even supposed to uh, be there? No, I hide. I turn off the computer really quickly so he doesn't get mad at me for using it. Oh, I'm at, I thought you just went, hey, well, Bog Dog. <laughs> and then I duck a Superman punch. <laughs> is he like, you'll never be Samoan to me? Raccoon. Believe On the plus that. side, you'll hear an ambulance siren beforehand, so you'll be good. <laughs> That's right. 
He's a little incapacitated at the moment, so I, I feel pretty safe to know that he's not going to come plus, back anytime plus, soon. Plus, you know, they'll play the song, pal. That's right. Roman. Right. now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Send us an email to rundownwrestling at gmail.com and leave a voicemail on the hotline like Tommy did, like uh, like Troy did, like Jackson did, like uh, my grandmother did from her new phone number. Uh, six one seven eight. Your gimmick infringing grandmother did nine six seven. That's sixty one. Rundown seven. And allow uh, me like to just uh, say we're dropping a new episode of the sit down this week. One I'm very excited for to to put out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, still have to edit it together, but once we do that, uh, I'll be ready to go. Um, but for those of you who are interested in hearing more guests, I've had a couple suggestions. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at jstuart0920. That's S-T-U-A-R-T-0920. Uh, and you can send me your suggestions of who you would like to hear on the Rundown Sit-Down. doesn't have to necessarily be uh, somebody from New England. I can reach out with some connections to other people. Uh, caveat being WWE guys aren't allowed to do it. So uh, you have to like... Uh, what about... Former WWE guys that are no longer uh, the company. Depends on who they are, but they tend to charge money for that stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> you can get Billy Gunn. Yeah, you can oh. get Billy Gunn. You laugh, but Billy Gunn will be a big part of the New Japan shows this weekend in Long Beach. Oh. He's actually competing in New Japan regularly now. Under what name? Oh, Under what name? Really? Okay. That's, that's good. I, I would assume WWE would no. own that name, but no. never mind. They have no interest. Yeah. No, they're like you can be the one Billy Gun, but you well, can't be Mr. See, actually, Ro- uh, actually, Raccoon, that's tr- that name is trademarked in the United States. Uh, oh, so it'll be interesting to see. Touché. It'll be interesting to see what he uses in Japan uh, when Japan comes over to the United States if he gets away with using it for the weekend. Gilly Bun, you can be. Yeah, or you can go by his real name, Monty Sop. What an awful Kip. name, Billy Kip Sop. Just Billy. Oh, Kip's. Oh, I thought it was Monty. Oh, it's Kip. Is it? Apparently, apparently, Kip yeah. is a nickname. It's Kip. It was everything that yeah. I read. But yeah. anyway, anyway. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rundown wrestling. Watch archived episodes at youtube.com slash rundown podcast. He was a one time victim of the fucking falling side slam, so. <laughs> oh, more than that. He also got shoved in that large woman's ass. That's right. <laughs> Oh, oh, wait, wait, are we, also, are we talking about the Mon- Sunny video again? <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to... Also, apparently his real name is Monty Kip Sop, so I'm sorry. Right. If you'd like to make a donation of the Monetary yeah. Variety, go to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling. Uh, cost me money to host this each month on Potomatic. If you want to help out with that, it would be greatly appreciated. Oh, Thanks. you know what? Actually, for the record, we, there's one thing we, we said we were going to circle back to later that we didn't. So allow me to do oh. that real quick. Uh, Raccoon Reigns, mm-hmm. you had uh, asked about the reference to Daniel Bryan in 400 days. Uh, when Cody Rhodes won the Ring of Honor mm-hmm. title, tweeted a picture of himself. Daniel Bryan tweeted back, congratulations. In about 400 days, if you're still holding it, I might have to come take it from you. So, yeah, I think he's at 460 yeah. days of that. Whatever they, that was. Another reference to the fact that Daniel Bryan still plans, and, and I guess to a date now, we have an exact date of when his contract with WWE expires, uh, and still planning wow. on going out and wrestling again elsewhere. So, Oof. The best part is, wow. is, since he's the SmackDown GM, he's going to schedule himself a WWE title match 
the night before his contract expires, <laughs> and then he's going to leave with the belt. That uh, would be Daniel smart. Price on the side again says New Japan is miles ahead of WWE right now. He really hopes they gain a strong foothold in the U.S. and uh, they're already doing making good headway to doing so. We'll see if that carries over. I think this weekend shows will go a long way to tell us where we're at in that regard. Uh, and then says Cody also said that CM Punk was welcome to come home to Ring of Honor. And Daniel, you must be new because on this show we have a very strict policy. Fuck CM Punk. Hashtag for Daniel. Thank you. Check out all the shows. How on did the we almost get through the 300th episode without hashtag Forrest Daniel? God damn it. Thank <laughs> you, Daniel, for making that happen. Forcible uh, entry. Dot Tumblr.com. Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out Shadow Vane. Tuning Japanese. Uh, new episode just went up yesterday, I believe, for that. Uh, a little something called the Raw Attitude Podcast. Yeah. Didn't you just guest star on the uh, Raw Attitude? Oh, no, you didn't. Well, I mean, not too recently. You were on a couple mm-hmm. months ago. Well, yeah. But uh, I will say you're about confusing the me with Martin. Podcast, you're confusing uh, me with the... Martin Dixon again. Yes, yes. Well, actually, uh, it was William Rankin who just appeared on the show. William Rankin from the New Blood Rising podcast just did the most recent episode with Henry Hugebex, the Suplex Throwing Human Duplex, the SummerSlam 1998 slash Raw recap. Went about three hours. Awesome show. Definitely listen to it. Raw Attitude Podcast, chronologically recapping every episode of Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era. Daniel Price, you might want to check that one out. Great show. Raw Attitude Podcast. Speaking of going about three hours. Check it out. Yeah. Yep. And the inspiration for uh, my new series here, uh, filling in the breaks uh, in NXT Revisited while Troy is on his hiatus. Uh, Just fucking commit, you waffling bastard. Just commit. This is a new show. (laughs) Yeah. little show called Nitromania. Check that out. Episode 1 posted yesterday. Send me your feedback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, leave it on the Facebook page. Leave it on Twitter. Or email rundownwrestling at gmail.com and tell me what you think. Uh, where the fuck was I? And, I guess and, 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 and there has been some discussion of a potential crossover. I'm just saying. Stay tuned. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What were you, what were you saying about happen. Pasta Mania? If Pasta Mania is on the first episode of Nitro... Uh, I'll give credit to you if you make it through the next three. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I, I, said... I, I, I mentioned earlier that that Pasta Mania thing was a, was part of the Tony Schiavone show. They actually sell a t-shirt that says Pasta Still Rules. So. <laughs> oh, that, is it in the Hulk Hogan font oh, as yeah. well? Red and yellow. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> Episode two is already recorded. It'll go up next week. Uh, I can still see the picture of Hulk Hogan like holding oh, yeah. up the fork <laughs> with the pasta on it with that huge stupid smile on his face and the chef hat. It's, it's amazing. Lots of great memories of pasta. Mania. And then episode three will be Fall Brawl 95, uh, which I've been told is the greatest worst. Um, is that the one with Missy Hyatt and the Nasty Dungeon Boys? of Doom. I have no idea. I think that's a few years. That's a few is years that prior. Only war that night still sticks in my brain. The tight leopard print. <laughs> the only match that they have promoted for this pay per view on the episodes of Nitro, on the first two episodes of Nitro, this is a spoiler alert for the next episode of Nitro Mania, but the only, two, the only match that they've promoted on the, the first two episodes of Monday Nitro for this fall brawl is the War Games match between Team Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom. That's it. I have no idea what the fuck else is on the card. So. Now, I don't know yeah. if this is uh, Prepare to be. I don't know if this is in relation to that fall brawl, but Daniel said Hawk cut a promo where he said he was going to rape Ric Flair. Shivani, <laughs> Shivani looked <laughs> like he was about to piss his pants. Yeah, I have no Tony Shivani yet. Well, 
Uh, yes, a little slasher sanitarium. Speaking of forced anal. The slasher sanitarium or Hawk and... Anyway, uh, Slash Sanitarium on uh, Quest End as well. Also, the Pwn Stars, uh, our friends as uh, Raccoon just mentioned over at New Blood Rising, and the Words of Geekdom podcast. Check all that out at questendnetwork.com, at questendnetwork on Twitter, and questendnetwork.com slash Discord to check out our channel on the Discord app. Did you say tuning Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Tuning yes. Japanese comes before Raw Attitude Podcast. Got it. Whoa, whoa, hey, just on, whoa. just on my list. Just on my list. Okay, all right. Uh, check out our friends over at the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Uh, Brian Malonis, the Kingpin, former Rundown sit-down guest, and his pal Mike Crockett. Mm-hmm. Uh, two shows a week, right? Yes, Monday and yeah. Thursday. Uh, one on the New Age Insiders feed, the other on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed, so you can find them both. They are on different feeds twice a week. Yeah. And they can be found over at facebook.com slash the WPAN. Uh, you can search for us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, or Podomatic under the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. If you subscribe, you get the podcast delivered to you absolutely free each and every week, zero dollars, zero cents. Uh, if you cannot afford a monetary donation, leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that helps other people find us. If you leave a text review, we'll read your name and your review at the end of a future hey, episode. For the, sake of, uh, for the sake of this being the 300th episode, can you read the three-star review you got? That wasn't a, that wasn't oh, a text yeah. review. That was just a that was just the three stars. What do you think was uh, going through that person's mind when they left a three star review? I don't know. But they're a dick. Well, obviously Josh was annoyed. How did so. you feel <laughs> about that when you received that? I was, I was I was very I was very angry. Like, well, always perfect... takes solace in the fact that three stars is uh, two more stars than the entire WWE oh. roster has right now. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I had a perfect score. I had, I had all fives up to that point. And now I have no. What is it? I have the uh, Jason. Why would you get him started? It's the three hundredth episode. <laughs> it's still. It still averages out it, to a five, though, so it's okay. Motherfucker. Uh, thanks, sincerely, to everyone for listening. Uh, uh, no matter how long you've been around, we've been. This is. Uh, this is. Uh, really, Minecraft. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. So. All right. Well, we so got a new sponsor. Sal walked out and slammed the door in the middle of the show. Now he's playing ads on the fucking live show. <sighs> Why don't you just pull a Troy and put some hardcore porn on the screen for us? Well, all right. <laughs> oh boy. No, no, no. Good. I was being, I was being sent. I was being nice and sentimental. You even fucked it up. Uh, thank you to everyone in the chat room. No, so finish your sentimental discussion. Hold on. Let me I'm just gonna say thanks just to take all my the pants listeners. off here. Hold on a second. <laughs> I want to see a tear run down your cheek like Enzo Amore. Do it. Do it now. Uh, it's hot enough here. I could probably get some sweat going. Um, you need a sweat boy. Yes, thanks to everyone in the chat room. Thank you. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, I guess, Sal. Hey, hey, this Thank is you, Sal's Adam. third appearance in four months. Let's be, let's. <laughs> yeah, and in, and in the middle of it, he walked out, took a phone call, and slammed the door. And just played a Minecraft commercial. <laughs> because kids. See, and you guys wonder why I can't make on the episodes more often. I got kids. I, you got one. I got kids. Jason's got kids. When your five-year-old starts screaming from the room over... Troy's got kids. ...because she's having a nightmare, means I have to get up and slam the door because my wife is in Arkansas with my oldest. Tell me what choice I have. 
It's no. Never mind. Don't. It's, not, wor- it's yeah. not worth it. Uh, it's better for the kids yeah. to let them work through it on their own. <laughs> she's five. Is there a reason? Is there a reason why she's in a state where the fingers outnumber the teeth? Yeah, they're down there for a national pageant. Her and Skyla. Oh. Well, if they're competing against people from Arkansas, <laughs> they'll win easily. <laughs> and thank you, Raccoon Reigns. No problem. Oh, wait, shit. Was I recording? I don't think I was recording. <gasps> That's right. I'll take it off YouTube. Uh, thanks. Oh. Uh, thanks to Andy and Troy as well, even though they couldn't make it tonight. Uh, thank yeah, you to all my co-hosts. Before we get out of here. Uh, well, most of my co-hosts <laughs> over the last 300 episodes. Before we get out of here, uh, if you notice the next couple weeks, you won't see much of the Slasher Sanitarium or NXT Revisited. It's because our good friend co-host Troy is about to welcome his second child into the world. And if that happens... Before we come back next week, uh, Troy, the best to you and the missus and the little one, and uh, good luck. Indeed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's got kids. He needs this job. <sighs> Thanks to Ray Williams for the logo. Why did you Thanks sound annoyed I- that I congratulated Troy? That's bullshit. <laughs> do I need to do a retake on that? I'm sorry. I think so. You sounded like all. a shitty person right there. <laughs> Congratulations on your kid. <sighs> He's making a huge mistake. <laughs> Congratulations on your kid. <sighs> Should have pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is fucking midnight. So. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, my, my, I'm sorry, my expression of fucking joy for Troy was fucking interfering with your sleep schedule, you <laughs> piece of shit. I like that poem. That's a nice. You should write that poem. Oh, I was jacking off and she sat on it at the last second. She got me. <laughs> I wish I could end it there. Um, thanks to I Fight Dragons at iFightDragons.com for the theme song. Next week is... You'll get a new theme song. Uh, not necessarily. Is uh, predictions for Balls on Fire. Hashtag WWE uh, Balls. Yep. The STDPPV. Yep. Look, I have one right here. I can play it for you as you go out. Is it a yeah. Minecraft commercial? No, that was the commercial before the fucking YouTube video. See? How about we try something not a bit? No, that's the gimmick. Oops. I'm gonna have to mute this whole fucking thing now. Because that's Look far too. Because that's it. far too loud. I do. Will you turn it the fuck off, please? <laughs> As always, I oh. definitely expected the 8 bit Taz theme song, but they don't oh. have that. <laughs> I wish they did. Next, next week, 8 bit theme song for song. predictions None. for balls on fire. Sal was even st- stealing your gimmick there. That's what Sal does. I'd say word. Breeze on, go fuck yourself. Uh, fashion, 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 said it again. And take care, boldly faces. See you next Thursday. Maybe. Bye, everybody. Peace out. 300 episodes, 3 hours and 3 minutes. All right. Seems fitting. All right. All right. All right.
The Rundown Wrestling Podcast is produced, hosted, and barely edited, if at all, by me, Adam Salzer. And this week featured Jason Stewart, Raccoon Reigns, and Sal DeCheca. Special thanks to Tommy Moltisanti, Troy Bozen, Jackson Stewart, and my grandmother for their participation as well. We are a proud charter member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out all of our shows, including our other wrestling shows, the Raw Attitude Podcast and the New Blood Rising Podcast, plus articles, Twitch streams, and more at questandnetwork.com. And from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to 300 episodes of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Tune in next week for episode 301.